0: You're listening to another Type 40 Live Doctor Who podcast from the Spacebook. Audio editions of our video content originally streamed to YouTube and other platforms. A quick reminder, this is recorded completely live and we interact with viewers across those platforms in real time. The occasional detail may get lost in translation, we're working on that, and the odd swear word may pass one or more of our lips, so this show may not be suitable for the under-15s. Now that's all straight. Slipped a time stream, maybe even a time zone or two. (laughs) Welcome to the new time slot. Thanks for being here, everybody. I'm Dan Hadley, Birmingham's King of the Geeks, and this is Type 40 Live. This is a live streamed spin-off show from the Type 40 podcast that we've been putting out for the last uh, three and a bit years for the Fandom Podcast Network, and this is when we get together once a week, week and a couple of days, usually a few of us gather together to talk all things Doctor Who. Could be the past, could be the present, or could be the future, or it could be all three like this time. Stay with us. We've got lots of things coming up. If this is your first live stream with us here in the new slot, if this just fits you better, wherever you are, which territory that is, welcome. Welcome to the show. Lots of fun to come. We can guarantee that because although we are quite serious about Doctor Who and we are very, uh, how can I put this, loose lipped, (laughs) and free speaking too. Uh, we do believe in having fun as we go. And when I say we, of course, I've got my fellow companions, my wonderful traveling companions to bring on in a moment. But let's let's check in with a few of you first, shall we see who's joining us? We've got a packed yeah, packed cloister room. Good to see you all here. Oh, who forgot? Hi, says Lord Thoth. Hi, and uh, hello everyone. Looking forward to tonight's show. Me too, Wendomagy, me too. Ha <laughs> ha. It'll help to keep me awake, says Megan You're Eurobike. Well, you know, we help where we can. We help where we can. Just a thumbs up here from Lord Thoth. Who else is here? Richard Brooks says, good evening, folks. Great to be here with you on this new time zone. Yeah, several reasons why we've done this. I think we'll probably go over a couple of them on our way in. But yeah, we do appreciate all the support because this is quite a big deal for us. Obviously, a different day of the week, different time. We've got a good feeling about it. Uh, What else have we got? Who else have we got? Talons of Wayne Chiang has made it too. Evening all. Evening, Wayne. Good to see you too. And an ahoy, shipmates! There's always an ahoy late from Crimpling the there. Good to see you too. And uh, Alan Collins says some good, lively chat tonight, I hope. No pressure, Alan. Good to see you back again. Who else is here? Our enigmatic joker says hello Or So, yes, lots of names that I recognise and a couple that I don't. We'll get round to you. Keep the comments coming. We want to know what you think about all of this, too. This is very much a, a communal thing. It's not just about all those big mouths, is it? And speaking of which, let's, let's bring on the first one. I think, yes, it's only right that I, I wheel on the original Hoonatick. Uh, we've been recording some podcasts lately. Some you've heard and some you haven't. He's going to help me tease a few of those with you. you know It's my good friend, Simon Hall
1: hello are we on are we live is this it this We're is this on. is this, this is, is <laughs> way past my bedtime dan this is way past my bedtime i can't i can't function at this time in an evening you're 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 throwing me out it's great to be here i love this this is a good new time zone love it you know bring it on hello have everybody a, have you got a hot drink to hand uh, I haven't. I have to go and get my hot drink because I'm all in. My time is all gone, timey wimey, and I'm all out of kilter. And I haven't got my cup of tea ready. But hello <laughs> to everybody good. in the chat, good and good. I can Great. see a couple of new. Hello, Wendology. Hello, Vanessa. I can see a couple of new late names there. What was that one I saw a moment ago? Um, was it James Roxall? Uh, Julian Roxall. Sorry. Hello, Julian. Julian first time you've been with us. Julian. Hello. What Anybody that else that uh, is new? Group? Hello and welcome. Great to have you here.
0: Yeah, good, good, good stuff. Retro Dicky says, uh, hail the chat. And we've got hello, Darren here. So everybody's, everybody's shaking hands and, and saying hello. Okay, yes, it's just, yeah, it's great to see that people have followed us into the new time slot because obviously this is, uh, it is going to change, isn't it, Simon? But very fortunately, yes. my gut feeling about this was that A good reason for moving to Thursday, not just the time zone thing, was the fact that lots of Doctor Who news and or rumour tends to drop on a Wednesday or Thursday. And that has Mm -hmm. absolutely happened this time. We've got so Mm -hmm. much to get into, so much to talk about. And a few things to tease too. Yeah, just to remind you that uh, the Type 40 podcast is also up on the channel. We've just dropped a brand new episode. This is with our interview with the Blackpool Boys. That's Alex Storer and John Collier. That's to tie into Blackpool. Legends that they are both. Yeah, they're dropping a second of their colossal ebooks over the weekend, so you can find that on the, on the channel too, as well as these other episodes, as video tracks, as well as podcasts. And we recorded another one, didn't we? A very special one at the weekend that we can't tell everybody about yet. Shh,
1: somebody so, that was so exciting and one of my absolute heroes. I'm saying no more at all, but it was <laughs> such an exciting podcast. You, you won't believe this one.
0: It was very, very exciting. And, uh, yeah, to, to rain us back, I think, before we get into too much teasing of all, of let's bring on our fellow travelling companions for the show. It's our mates, JT, the Mega Geek, and Queen Charlotte. Good to have Hello. you Hello. <laughs> Welcome to 8pm. JT's there sweating in the Doctor Who loft? You?
2: Yes. <laughs> I, I, I'm happy to report, Spacebookers, that again, it's a blistering uh, a week here in Scotland and it's absolutely fantastic. And yes, I'm very hot. So hot. <laughs> I know I'm, I'm making the most of it because in a few weeks time, I'll tell you, I'll
0: be up to here in snow. I can, I can <laughs> yeah. assure you. Hello, Spacebookers. Nice to see you all. I love how he gets more Scottish as he gets towards the end of a sentence.
3: He does, yeah. He does. <laughs> yeah. It's, like it JP. depends who has been speaking to during the day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> has anybody got time lag yet? How are you, no, how are you, no. Charlotte.
4: You're no, streaming at this been... time of night anyway,
0: aren't you, Charlotte? I
4: am. This is my usual time to stream, to be fair. I was a bit uh-huh. early you guys
0: before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, no team what, team what a right week it's been, you, though. It's been a hell of a week. It's a been series. a hell of a week. I think within 24 hours of us coming off the last live stream, JT, it started Mm. because those subscriber copies of Doctor Who magazine started to go out into people's letterboxes. And I don't know if you guys have noticed that if there's any DWM subscribers here, people do put pages and nuggets from that online right away. And uh, (laughs) I know you're not a reader, are you, Ian? But I think even you have probably seen some of these whispers.
3: Yeah, but you know, I don't care as long as they're out, and um, I'm, I've got my fingers crossed for the BBC to do the right thing. But we all know they're not going to. So, you know. well, I'm not so sure. Ian, I, <laughs> I, I think they're going to have to. I
4: say. think they're going to <laughs> I they're gonna have to do some of the well, I, right. I,
3: I hope so. I really I hope so, guys. So. Ooh, yeah,
4: yeah. A
0: few more names here. Philip King says hi all, everybody. Cheers, from Philip. From Hello, Philip. Philip, there, wonderful stuff. Yeah, and disaster areas here. Yay! Love the music from Garbage. We love the music. Hi, Garbage. Hope the, hope the business the is going well, Garbage. Thank you for all the music to our friend Problem Being as well. All mm. the music that you hear on Type Forty and Type Forty Live comes. Yeah, big from old
2: Problem Being. high Problem Being.
0: Boards and various other gadgets and gizmos. Of Problem Being, whether he's around or not this time, I'm not entirely sure. He may pop up. Who knows? Yes. So first of all, let's start with this because I think we've all got our opinions about this. If you're a DWM reader, long-term reader, you'll be aware of the production notes column. Now, Russell T. Davis started this when the show came back. In fact, he started the column before it actually came back. As yes. soon as I started filming, he was doing this in 2004. Stephen yeah. Moffat carried it on with very few gaps in between. Occasionally, somebody else would chip in, but generally, it was Stephen Moffat. And then Chris Chibnall took over and kind of relinquished it and only does it every now and again. But he has, he has supplied us with a brand-new one, in the latest issue, which came out last week, so this is
1: maybe round about his birthday when he gets a new packet of crayons to write. With, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: so so yeah. this is the the latest production notes column from Chris Chibnall. Now I'll spare you the pain; it's not a riveting read, everybody. In is fact, it not? You
1: surprise us, Dan.
0: In fact, it's downright nauseating. I mean, it it makes for a very miserable read. I don't know if you have you caught this Charlotte.
4: Well, I, I, I've heard people on like videos and streams read it out because I don't buy the magazine. But it's yeah. not, just, I, I cannot picture like my.
0: Oh,
3: hello, she gone.
0: Well, he spends he spends basically <laughs> two pages. Now, imagine this, right? Imagine you're working in a supermarket, you know, you've got a general job or a calf or, or packing up boxes at Amazon or or sorting shelves at Argos or whatever. You've got to, you know, you You've got a general, a general, normal, everyday job. You pick up your wages and you go and you pay your $5.99 for Doctor Who magazine. You open it up and you see a column from Chris Chibnall in his very nice, secure executive job running Doctor Who spending two, two pages complaining about how much he doesn't really want to do it.
3: <laughs> well, you just, know, just imagine. we
1: don't want him to do it, Chris. He's we don't idiot. want you to do it either. <laughs> the,
3: the, the thing is, he's an idiot, isn't he? He's destroyed Doctor Who, and he won't write about that, will he? He has to write about some crap. So, good. Well, good don't worry—we've only got
2: another month of him, anywhere near it. So that's mm. the one thing we've got. We've got to. We've got to take the positive stuff out of all of this, and we have to celebrate. We have to keep the celebrations yeah. going. Yeah, this right. is all good stuff. All this is pointing it towards is, good stuff. It
0: is all good yeah. stuff because, buried amidst all the nonsense, we have. We have this, and we've put a little highlight on it there. And uh, Chris Chibnall just confide <clears throat> that, in, in between all of his misery, that the he says that the big change that has happened during our tenure mm. has been Doctor Who is now produced through BBC Studios rather than BBC's in-house drama department. Now, bear in mind mm. that's the in-house drama department that's run by Piers Wenger have to mm-hmm. be careful how you say that. Wenger Piers, was that, yeah, Wenger. Yeah, Piers, <laughs> Piers Wenger. It was a, bit of a notorious character in himself. You, you said that, I didn't, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so Yes, so that represents quite a big change. But he goes on to say that it's a change that won't really have affected how you view the show, but it affects the process by which the programme is made, managed and planned strategically. So uh, he does finish off by saying that whatever does come next will be a joint decision between BBC studios and top decision makers at the BBC. So in other words, way, way, way above Piers Wenger himself. Now, obviously God. when this, when, they, <laughs> when this got out, because there's a lot of, you know, you, you, know Ian, you were saying, Oh, you know, I think they're going to double down. I think they're going to do it. And there's a lot of cynicism out there that mm. whatever may come next may be worse. And, that somehow that they could follow this disastrous era of Doctor Who, show run by Chris Chibnall, starring Jodie Whittaker, with something even worse. But I think that the that this actually signals the complete opposite. And you know, uh, myself and JT, we were talking about this, weren't we, as soon as it broke? But that is a that's a key change, isn't it? The fact that BBC Studios, somewhere along the along the way, they are the commercial arm of the BBC, aren't they, JT? So this yeah. moving under their direct direct control rather than that in-house trauma department it, and the 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 key factor of it being more commercial that can only be a positive thing for the brand for the intellectual property can't it
3: I, I, ab- I absolutely
2: think so, um, you know, because you can almost trace it back to where studios have got involved. And actually, if you go back sure. and look at previous Type 40 Lives, you can actually see where we started talking about studios because we had heard that studios had met with Chibnall, um, you know, and that that goes back towards the end of their first series, uh, Whittaker's and, and Chibnall's first series. So that's where I actually think the... the, the um, production changed hands this is a a game changer though this is the first time in Doctor Who's history that it is not run by the BBC drama department and for studios to come in I'm actually very optimistic about this I'm very welcoming to this hello to anybody from studios that is watching please get this right we know you need it to because you know um I I think there's I think this is a good thing and it's been interesting in the last week and, and certainly since yesterday that a lot of the fans are going off in all these tangents and what have you and that's exhausting watching what's going on in people's minds and the theories it's it's absolutely exhausting and there's an awful lot there that you just think well that doesn't make good business sense and that doesn't make good business sense and what we have to remember is that BBCS is a business and it's there to make a profit and they will not like what's gone on with doctor who because it hasn't been making the pounds
3: but do you to jt do you think um they will you know cuz cuz the tone of what the bbc is now do you th- do you do you think they will disregard the tone and do what is right for 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 doctor for, for me personally. Right, if they cast a black man as the doctor, it'll be okay. But for me, the doctor's always been a white dude, if you know what I mean. And and he's uh, always been from well, Cambridge and it stuff it may, like I think that. So, I think it's more. You, you know if what I mean? May, I think it mm. makes
0: it's a much more fundamental thing than even that. We're talking mm. about bare bones saleability. I think that makes yes, kind of the kind of stories that they were selling that they were telling sorry and the kind of relationship mm. i think the relationship between between the program and the audience has been massively compromised and damaged and i think they will be able to forensically go back through their steps bbc studios having stepped in and with that com- with that absolute com- commercial remit as paramount and they will be circling on that right away and all of those trappings and all of those which are quite surface surface level decisions really those will sort of come in time i mean simon you've you've worked in television does that make sense mm-hmm. to you say com- commercial oh. viability again
1: absolutely and i agree with jt i see this is a good thing and certainly i'm one of the fans who is old enough to remember back in the 80s we endlessly endlessly used to say these this is in the jnt years why is it that the Doctor Who makes so much money uh, for BBC Enterprises, as it was at the time, and then BBC Worldwide, as it was known. Um, And yet none of that goes back into the show. And we used to constantly be pushing for what, in effect, has now happened. Maybe we weren't pushing necessarily for, for BBC Enterprises at the time to take it over wholesale. That was never really even in our thoughts. But what was in our thoughts was that, yeah, BBC Enterprises, i.e. The, the what is now BBC Studios, would step in and would take some sort of ownership of Doctor Who and get involved in it. And so this, to me, is a good thing. This is what I wanted back in the 80s. Um, and so, yeah, what you're saying there, Dan, is spot on. Of course, they're coming from a commercial point of view. They don't come from the indulgence point of view that BBC itself comes from where it's got Absolutely. this 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 constant handout from the public of, of money that's that yeah, what, what you but
3: what you're money. saying Simon is if if they did do exactly what we want, you know, the the the, the 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 people that don't support this they'll be all over Twitter and screaming and you might yeah. have some shots of people going, ah!
4: But but on the I, floor and shit
3: I, like that. I, I That'd be great, wouldn't it? That'd yeah. be fantastic. No, I, sorry, sorry. Charlotte, no, sorry. Right. I yeah. think
4: the difference is they've gone so much one way. Yes. They've gone so yeah. much pandering to yes. a, a type of fan yes. that B- BBC Studios have had to come in and say, yep. you might want to do this because of your politics or vanity or whatever it is, but we're suffering lot sort of yes. seas yes. will be telling them we've been suffering for the last four last five years. But they and won't say that, will they? Well, no, y- Yeah, they will. They
1: yeah. They, I they, hope they so. Don't need, they, um, don't they don't need to say that. Policies. Nobody needs to say it. Nobody needs to hold their hands up and admit they got it wrong and apologise. It doesn't matter as long as the product is good. And I think with studios stepping in, they are obviously going to say, look, we've got to have a commercial product. People don't care about the Timeless Child. They don't care about what the history of the Time Lords was. They don't care who came before. They just want to see Daleks. They want to see Ray Guns. They want to see spaceships. They want to see adventure.
0: Deeply affected as we all were by all that, Simon, and you and I had to, you know, we had to help each other through that. I'm still, that in, therapy you, I'm still in therapy for it, much As much as that affected us, <laughs> the general public would have just been staring, the very few of them that I were still care. watching, just staring blankly at the screen thinking, what the hell is this? Got it,
2: well, they I didn't, know, Dan, did they? I mean, we know that the general public in the United Kingdom didn't tune in. They, they switched watching. over. They, they watched what was ever on um, ITV or, or Netflix. They were, or, or were going out and having a life because in those days we were allowed to go out. You know, <laughs> it was it's a it's a real case that they, the general public in the United Kingdom were not watching the show. The, the BBC studios... Um, to answer Ian's question as well. I do hear this from various YouTubers and fans as well. They're going to double down the double down. I don't think they are. BBC Studios is... Well, no, they're completely different. They are not the BBC. The BBC is in their title, but they're in a business. We
0: we understand why the default setting for people receiving this is now cynicism. (laughs) Because we have been... I think Doctor Who fans have been burnt... Way more even than the Star Wars fans, the Star Trek fans. We really have. It's been and it is. It has been personal. Chris Chibnall. And his regime deliberately made great effort to push this out. We have heard this directly yes, from people working on the show. I'm afraid we can't tell you who, but we know that this is the truth. Uh, JT, yeah. I wanted to ask you because, problem yeah. being here watching in the chat, high problem being on YouTube. Hi, problem being. Sounds like Tim Davey finally got involved. So, Tim Davey, who is the director general of the BBC, he was with studios, wasn't he? So, do you think yes. that this is effectively coming, that this will have been at his level? bringing this all together, that this was an executive order in effect from Tim Davey. No, <laughs> I really don't.
2: I, I really yeah. don't. I think he's got other things on his on his plate now. And I know where uh, PB is coming from there, but I don't necessarily those, agree. It
0: is. But it is one of the BBC still one of their potentially their biggest earners, isn't it?
2: It's potentially one of their biggest earners, which is why studios has got involved. Um, And, and why studios have got involved is because they would have had licensees coming back saying this isn't selling. This isn't selling because they rely on that feedback. We heart backed. Uh, Simon talked about enterprises back then. They also had feedback from licensees back in, in the day when the show was off the air in the good old 90s. Um, you know, they got feedback from licensees. And that's why they were always very surprised that the VHSs were selling, the DVDs when they came along in, in 99, they sold. Uh, the books were selling. Everything was coming back. Virgin were always going back saying, oh, yes, we're doing well. And we're doing I
0: suppose, well. I suppose at the time, JT, because it was in PBS, it was being shown on PBS stations in America still at that point. If they'd have stopped, uh, if, if they'd have stopped sort of carrying it then that would have been a really clear signal that you know people don't watch this anymore they're not paying because it's on and so well, that that, di- that dialogue between the two arms would have been very fluid and very provable straight away
2: well possibly I, I i have to say i've never really been interested in the foreign markets uh so i can't really comment on your point there because i'm not i'm just basically not i'm more interested in the homegrown audience and making sure that, that yeah. the show is popular and secure in the united kingdom but, but, studios, but, this, is but game, studios, this is a game this studios, is a game changer
0: but studios are the ones that have made his doc materials, for example, an international yes. success. Partnered with Amazon on shows like Good Omens. Yeah.
3: Yes, so- job, and, and they know it? what
2: they're doing. And when you look at the quality of some of the stuff that BBC Studios is coming through, can I just get back to the point quickly? Of, let's look. Let's yeah. talk about the ideology. The BBC, we all know the ideology, Ian. We've we've got that mega geeky. We know what's going on. We know it's extreme left wing, and we know it's just all yeah. not tying in with the British public at all in any way, shape or form, a very small minority. Studios, although they have a certain, um, as all businesses do, they have a diversity and inclusion quota, it's not necessarily the same as the BBC television version Mm. because they are a different business. And a lot of people in there uh, will... Are, are, do think differently because they're commercial and they have to have that stuff. Yeah. So I, again, I, I, I want to take this back. We've got to be positive about this Facebook. as is we've got to look at this time. Very- uh, um, uh, I, I don't mean to be rude PB, you know, I don't mean to be rude there. I just, I just don't, don't think, I just don't think Tim Davies being as, um, as effective as we all expected them to be. I know it takes change to turn the ship around, but I haven't seen anything that's going to convince me he's actually doing a good job. Well, the, other <laughs> thing, <laughs> well,
1: the other thing I think you have to bear in mind with Tim is he's got a heck of a lot on his plate. It's like, it's basically turning the BBC around is basically like turning the Titanic round. Yeah, um, so it takes a lot of work. So, so uh, he, he might- the
3: Titanic have... sunk. Yeah. So's the
1: BBC. We know that. We know the BBC's going um, down. So it's possible. It's possible that Doctor Who got mentioned in dispatches, as it was by Tim Davies, yeah. who might have said in a board meeting, "Right, you know, one thing we've yeah. got to sort out is Doctor Who, and we've got to sort out this. we to... So we might have mentioned it. from Simon, that point. I've just had a vision of of uh,
0: there we go. A big piece of wood floating in the ocean with <laughs> bits of iceberg, with Gary Lineker spread eagle over the top, clinging on wow. for
2: dear
1: no. life, and Zoe Ball. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but th- but this is the brain thing about it. I mean, he's got all that to look at because of course he's got the license fee payer to be responsible for. He's got the output of BBC. He's got extreme people uh, with very particular views like Wenger that he has to manage and put in free. He's got hiring, he's got firing, he's got all this sort of stuff. So for BBC Studios which he used to control and controlled phenomenally well, for them to actually action in this way and actually say so we must now get involved in there. I really am. I mean, we don't know where this is going to go. I think they will take the time now, as as we have said and discussed many times on this show. If you're new to the show, please go back and look at all this, because things we have said on this show actually are happening right now. We've been informed very we well. We've done very show, well. We
0: can show our receipts, can't we, everybody? We, can. we really
2: can. And we need to be proud because the sources we've got have all been spot on. Yeah. Um, hi, and, Alan.
4: And yep. another quick thing to add. It's interesting that Chibnall isn't choosing the next showrunner. Because well, Russell I, would never chose he would Moffat... But yeah. and then no, for me, no, no, that is interesting. is that not what I, happened because no,
0: that's not that R- russell was not in the. Russell T. Davies was not in a position to sorry. sorry but that's that I know uh, that's that fair. isn't true. Yeah, he was but not he, in a position. He's would he recommend He recommended Stephen Moffat. Yes, you can recommend him. He recommended, but he, no, recommend, no, he didn't yeah. he didn't choose him. So this is something that I do see out there in fandom sometimes, and it just doesn't happen like that. I you're, you're well, absolutely right. Okay, I mean, they, they could me... they
2: can recommend them, but you, you are interested. You, you're right. Well, in, well, I know what you mean, sure. Charlotte. You're, you're interested. Uh, Charlotte's right in a way because she's saying it's interesting that uh, Chibnall hasn't been able to recommend his successor yeah, because there isn't going to be that. one. The point well, I was going to make is that there may there not be there one, there one was, because studios you. may now look at. Um, they will look at the format. They will look at the style of the show. They will look at the length of the show. They will look at oh, right. Are we going to do this? Are we, do we want a series? Do we want to take it to a movie? The world is their oyster, and I think that's really exciting to see what they'll come up with.
1: But let's be mm. honest, who would want Chibnall's recommendation anyway? Russell T. I Davis know. was in a strong, strong position to be able to recommend somebody yeah. as his successor. Yeah, Chibnall's not. And but Moffat was, was also tried there. and tested on the show, wasn't he? The B- yeah.
2: You know, the, the BBC and everybody, when they would have interviewed Moffat, would have looked at his work on Doctor Who and would have gone, actually, they're solid stories.
3: He comes all 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 across all. as being very upset of what's happened. I yeah, think he really, is, because yeah. he's been fired. Let's. I'm going to. I'm going to put
0: it out there. Now he's <laughs> been
2: fired. He and Whitaker were yeah. taking it. We know they were taken in a, yeah. a, a year ago, whenever it was, and they were they were taken out. And I, I think they were actually basically said, right, we're not renewing your contract after this. Yeah. Thanks very much. Yeah. We, cool. But we see it going a different way, yeah. as JNT I, used to do. They were probably taken for lunch.
0: So yeah. Four weeks ago, when this <laughs> yes. four, four weeks ago when this story broke, you know, I think it took us around twenty minutes into the show before we started speculating, and it was a very heady day that was before we started. I think all of us were thinking, "Okay, did they jump or were they pushed?" And the more you they were pushed, it, and now after oh, yeah. all these weeks, the very few things that we are seeing pop up, bob up to the surface, the general shape of it does very much confirm confirm our instincts that this is this was not of their choosing. There was no pacts involved, none of that. I think there was probably a pact that they would leave at the same time, but this seems like drastic action, particularly with clarification there, because that is the first time we'd seen in black and white, I think, that BBC Studios, I, mean, I don't think it was done wow. in secret, don't get me wrong, but I think that's the first time that it had been stated, wasn't it, JT? Because I think you messaged me, I messaged I you about did. that. I think I messaged you <laughs> guys too. It's a case of, wow, well, I don't, this is I, I, big, I, big news.
2: Well, I said at the time when we went to the Type 40 Facebook page, I said, this is a game changer because it is and it is important in the history of the show, because as I said, it's never been out of BBC dramas control. This is a big step. It's been done for certain reasons. It's an exciting change. But it is a fact that, you know, there's a lot of fans going on now. Who's going to be the next showrunner? Who's going to do this? There might not be any because what you've actually got is you've got BBC Studios with BBC executives who will be the showrunners because they now know which boxes they must tick to bring all of us back, to bring the UK public back, to bring your international audience back and then also to sell the merchandise. (laughs)
3: <laughs> I think uh, I think uh, obviously they have to they they have to try and sell it beyond England, don't they? That's their job is to. Well, to, studios to
2: will be now. I mean, as yeah. I say, because this is a game changer, we don't know actually the, the the actual real deal here. If there is an element where BBC One or the BBC Television, let's say BBC Television, is still a partner and it's a co production deal between studios and BBC Television, there is still that remit to. Justify the license fee money. Mm, Now, bearing in mind there isn't as much money coming in from the license fee anymore, this is also another way to solve that issue of Doctor Who not being able to get the money that it did have a few years back because BBC Studios can now push back stuff from the merchandise, which is again why they need money because they will reinvest money that comes from their merchandise into the show, bigger show. But you Mm. have to have the merchandise to sell. It's all pure business.
0: And so if they talk, JT, as you say, it's all business. So presumably they're talking to the people who will have maybe bought license licenses to produce doctor who time merchandise and memorabilia and whatever else. So from around the world to them, they'll have had feedback from them. Simon, you talked about the fact that few people are watching the BBC now. People are giving up their licenses. And you know what? I didn't give up my license just over doctor who, but I'd be lying if I said it wasn't a deciding factor. And people, you know, there's a there's very much a conversation that goes on when you when you uh, give up your TV license. The BBC and Capita are on your case right away. Why, 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 why? Simon, I can see several of those phone conversations. Doctor Who actually being mentioned by name. Is that reasonable?
1: Oh, I think it's completely and utterly reasonable, because what we've got to remember is there is a lot of. Disgruntlement out there amongst the public. You you hear it all the time about the, the people are moaning about the BBC. And so what the BBC have got to ensure they're doing is they've got to give them stuff to, that they want to watch. So if you're dwindling that down all the time, that there's less and less that people actually want to watch. I can remember back in the I think it was back in the early two thousands that the BBC used to do this publicity campaign that used to pretty much guarantee that there was something for everybody on the BBC, and they were very proud of this fact, yeah. that whatever whatever you liked, there would be something that you would be able to find on the BBC. Well, nowadays, to be honest, every time I turn on the BBC, all I seem to see is MasterChef, uh, being brutally honest, I'm not actually no, that no, no. interested in, in, in MasterChef and that's all that you get these days I wonder what the BBC would do without MasterChef, so there's no doubt whatsoever people are going to be getting more and more disgruntled and every time you give them a reason to not, to, by taking away another show that they're not enjoying or by diminishing the show that they used to enjoy they're just going to get more and more cheesed off and there's another one cancelled their, their licence fees. I have to tell you I have to tell you, Simon. I was I was at family's
2: on Saturday, and they were watching um, the BBC very quickly. So I caught ten minutes. There's a feedback here. Is that me or are you guys? No, you're on. Right, I I caught ten minutes of the of the BBC for the first time in God knows how many years, and I could I could see the tick boxing from the virtue yeah. signaling for everything. that And I was just like, for heaven's sake, is there a tick yeah. box they're not actually doing? But it's it's interesting, isn't it? The whole thing is interesting. And the reason that the BBC are losing viewers more is because people are becoming more aware and they're seeing things. I'll tell you what happened when I, uh, years ago when I um, cancelled my license and I was speaking to the lady, a very, very nice lady at the Capita, um, you know, got through and she said, I'd like to cancel my license. And she said, oh, why is that? And I said, because I can see the BBC becoming a far left extremist political party and she went oh yes that's another one saying that
1: oh wow! Yeah.
2: there you go and that was that years the ago
0: only thing, when you do speak to a lot of these people on the phone they are actually in as individuals they're quite agreeable it's just the it's just the ones that come and knock well, i door
3: got and, i got an email sent to me a questionnaire oh. from the bbc and and i i answered it honestly i said one of and said why do you why why do you think the bbc's failing and i put doctor who is shit in, in I the box the literally way. put that and i, I sent it and i sent it was know, that from and, and studios yeah. or from licensing it was from licensing from licensing i had interesting
2: the same, yeah, interesting. I got we mm. we have a
0: query here from the talents of Wayne Chiang who says, Do you think BBC Studios will do joint productions with overseas investment then? Like the five doctors and Joan Hickson's Miss mm-hmm. Marple with joint productions with Australia. Well they were doing that when Doctor Who came back, let's not forget in to- in two thousand and five, it was a joint production with was it space in Canada? Canada,
2: yeah, one? yeah, yeah, and then BBC America.
0: So, so this, this is a different company it's a, it's a common thing, it does happen But BBC America, I understand that that's in difficulty We spoke to Carl Wagner on the podcast a couple of weeks ago And he said how, B- how BBC America's star has really fallen Charlotte Do you remember a couple of years ago they had Oh yeah Gently and lots of hit shows Apparently they've got nothing now
4: Yeah Thanks. but I, I I do think the massive difference is The show's had unpopular eras before That's nothing new But mm-hmm. it's, it's recovering from basically the show has to rebuild itself. It has to completely rebuild itself. It has to completely gain the trust back of the fandom. That's not an easy task to do. Whoever does, whether that's a showrunner, or whatever they end up doing, whatever format it is, they're going to have to... I think honestly, whoever it is, they they're, it's going to be harder than than when it came back in 2005. And I think the yeah. are oh, yeah. realising this. And they're just going, well, God, because we the, the us such a ha- big task to
0: do. I'd say that the difference there, Charlotte, and, and I I do hate to hearken back to this, but I'd say that when Doctor Who came off originally, it had more its popularity had waned, and to be fair to Peter you no know, it was it was looking tired. Mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. this time, you know, we all saw, apart from JT, he was sensible enough enough not to watch it. We all saw for the very first time during season. Series twelve, Doctor Who actually jumped the shark, as in the it's oh, yeah. the common expression. Is it really did uh, uh, un- unequivocally unequivocably for the first time in you know, fifty five years it took, but it absolutely did jump the shark in that series. And although fewer people were watching, it was giving off enough of a giving off enough of a stench, wasn't it? Because I think that the people who aren't fans, Charlotte, they see people like us giving up on it and 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 being being embarrassed by it for want of a better phrase and so they because usually we are the show's strongest strongest advocates we will go around telling everybody watch Doctor Who watch Doctor Who you didn't watch Doctor Who why didn't you watch Doctor Who but this time we were saying no don't don't watch well I think
1: I think the other difference as well the big difference as well now to 2005 is back in 2003 for when it was announced uh, that the show was coming back, there was a huge appetite for it. Everybody was really excited. Everybody wanted the show to come back. Now at the moment, nobody's watching. Nobody actually cares. So you've got a much, Charlotte's right, you've got a much harder job now because people don't want the show at the moment. So it doesn't really matter what you do to it. You're peddling you, you, you're pedaling uphill the whole time. You're starting from a negative position. Yeah. Whereas in 2005, oh, they were starting from a positive position. People couldn't wait for it to come back. Yeah. But yeah, and I, I think... also think the other thing, sorry, sorry, Shark, just to, very, to pick up on your point, is the most important thing that they need to do is get the public back Absolutely. More, than, more than the fans back. Absolutely.
4: Yeah, I was going to say, I, I think that's what got Chibnall pushed. It's that it would probably be carried on doing boring season. It wouldn't have been such an issue, but because he's publicly made this 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 show seen as the 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 sort of joke it's become, and that's what it's become. It's like I was listening. I was listening to um talk radio yesterday, and even in passing, one of one of the guys, one of the commentators, said, "Well, the BBC's hated by the left because they've killed Doctor Who," and he just said it in like one sentence, and then carried on
1: talking. (laughs) And I was
4: like. Isn't that telling that he can just say that and then carry on his point without, like, yeah? And, being and a we all thing? know
0: anybody who hears that knows exactly what he means, no further explanation yeah. is needed.
4: Yeah, I don't, but I mean, he I could don't just say it. I was like, well, I, it I still don't, is um, a thing it's hard to hear. People can hard just to bash to hear.
3: It. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know if I agree with you guys. I think the key is to, to get the fans first back no if you get the fans, well well i mean just just hear me out if you get the fans (laughs) back and the fans like it then there'll be word of mouth and word of mouth will go across to the normies and normies will literally you know uh, be interested that's how i think it works personally if i was in charge i would i would definitely try and get the fans back and also you know it all depends on what they what what's involved in a new doctor if if they do it right then i reckon the fans will come back and then you know
0: Back in 2004, Ian, I think when Doctor Who was announced as coming back, obviously we were all pleased, but mm. I think there was a kind of... It wasn't it wasn't the sort of cynicism we've got now, but there was, there was a weariness there. You know, our lovely old show is being brought back. Is somebody going to maul it? And yes. I think that whilst Doctor Who fans were generally supportive, JT, on forums and out in the public, I think it was a case of still a reluctance, a hesitancy to really commit to being 100% behind it, even until we saw pictures of it being filmed on the, on the streets. When we saw the cast starting to be fleshed out, saw the list of writers, it's okay, okay, now it really is okay. You know, we I think we were aware, firstly, that they were going for the general public, Simon. But well, when it yeah. became obvious that, the, that they were not, they weren't, putting together a cheap production with any old hack. They were actually targeting the kind of writers that we probably wanted to see right for this show. Mm.
1: And, and I think really, uh, in many ways, I think it's a kind of a moot point because I think if you if you do something that pleases the general public, chances are it will please the fans as well because yeah. they will be making something that is commercial, is accessible, it hits all the right buttons. So I think that the fans will be happy. JNT learns this to his cost. He did. you yeah. try and please the fans and actually you then disappoint the fans, you can't try pandering yeah. to the fans. Yeah. You it's please the general the public hours, and we will be happy.
2: I I don't think it is a fine balance. I don't think it is a fine balance at all. To go to your points of what was happening in 2004, speaking from my point of view, I trusted Russell. Immediately I heard he was going to get the gig because I knew he was a superb writer and he was a fan. And I had met him um, as well. So I knew it was going to be... So 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 I was 100% in. But you're right.
0: But generally spending time on the forums, there was still, even though Russell was publicly one of us, there was still that general reluctance.
3: But, th- but that's know, a fact that I kind of I kind of disagree with you guys. I think when Russell uh you know started it and, and <laughs> Doctor Who started oh she's back uh, Doctor Who started right <laughs> I think it was most I think I think if you look at the, the crowd that watched the first episode it was it was People like us. It was people, you know. No. That being huge. Yes, it was. It was. It, was... it wasn't. No. It, it,
2: it, it was everybody. It was, it was ten everybody. million overnight. That's not ten million my... fans. Majority...
3: Now hold on. The majority was Doctor Who fans. People of no, our weren't. age. No, they weren't. Because no, they were no, interested in I... seeing Doctor no. Who. It was. It, it was, it was fan the fans.
2: public, no, Ian. It was a Saturday yeah, night public. at seven the o'clock. Majority... There are not ten million fans of Doctor Who that tuned in.
3: I reckon there was majority was Doctor Who fans that tuned in. People like us. We, well, look, what, you need, what you
2: need to do then is tell us what you think a fan is Because a fan for me is people like us That know bits Correct. and pieces about the series Correct. The general public that came back into the show With Rose in 2005 Were people that may have grown up with it But I wouldn't yeah. include them as a fan That I was would. the public that were com- coming back to go Oh I remember this from when I was I yeah. watched it when I was. I watched Tom Baker I watched to see what this was But what happened is that it stayed It was sustainable every single week And then by the time it comes back in 2006 You've got a monster the, uh, I, ahead
3: totally with the I think it's quite totally I think, it's I think it was the, that the fans that actually watched that show, the first season the fans that watched that show, people like us Ian, that grew up with that, Doctor Who I, you, know, I well, I, you honestly, can disagree I, if you I want to, but I, think I, think think I disagree I think it was the majority of the fans that brought
0: that I think the Charlotte story about how your dad said, you know, you probably ought to watch the show, you may like it, I think that's fairly universal and that that is the things that the f- not just the fans, but people who remembered it fondly did. They kind yeah. of almost dragged their families in front of the TV, sat uh, them down in front of it, and pointed and said, watch this. And they're not That's fans. Maybe in- <laughs> no, I was yeah. say- maybe even for the first couple of weeks. And then from, say, week three onwards, that those new people, I don't want to speak for you, Charlotte, but please say if this was the case, by week three or four, no dragging was needed. People, I enjoyed that last week. Well, well oh, here's the
4: thing. My my dad wasn't even a diehard Doctor Who fan. Mm-hmm. Like he just he just have because because of his age, he's now like in his late fifties. So it yeah. it was just part of the television, and he just yeah. knew it as because it was a big thing, like when it was on. And like because he never said to me like, "Oh, I watched every episode. But you have to watch it." He just said to me, "Well, I know you like your sci-fi. And I know you like your sort of genre stuff." Just give it a go. Like, that's the yeah. way he phrased it to me. And, and right. I think yeah. there was a lot of... I'm not denying that, Ian. There probably mm. was a lot of people who... The, the initial excitement... The diehards yeah. like us came back. Fans, yeah. yeah. That but not was, it was millions. excitement... Oh, there like were a lot was, of people, like people like um,
3: Barnaby, who would who'd been watching that old classic, and then when the new stuff was coming in, you know, there was a lot of fans that I think you're you're not uh, taking into account. There were uh, you know people like me that know Doctor Who, you know, and people like JT, and you know, when they said it was coming back, we were really excited and stuff like. That. And I think that people kind of kickstart, who... it's like the spark were of a fire. It? Do you know what I mean? It's the first spark, and yeah, then from the fans it went. Who... Straight people through who, to normies, and then people normally started watching it, and then it kind no. of grew and grew and grew. That's how I think. We're it happened. talking
0: about people who had missed it, and I think that's and saw the value in it, and maybe had caught my video, caught a bit of it on on cable TV or whatever else. Ever since, mm. so why did they take that off? Because there had been so many years. of Why had that take? Why did I know they why they it took off? it off. Maybe they should bring it back. Again. <laughs> no, but people's memories, people's memories fade, and sadly, yeah. you know, we were in a situation where very few people were watching it by the end. Uh, I just want to move on uh, slightly. We've got a comment here from uh, Sadako, which I want to address. Am I the only one who Davies. <coughs> Russell T Davies was just as disdainful of the fans as Chibnall and Jody is? I, was he? I do not see yeah, nothing personal, agree. Sadako. I think Russell T Davies absolutely loves Doctor Who fans, and he did everything that he could to deliver a series that would reward <coughs> our loyalty and our our belief in the format and to hit the beats that we wanted it to hit but something that was commercially viable too. I, I think, I, I don't know if you are the only one, but I, I strongly disagree.
1: I, I, well, I'd be interested to know from Sadako24 a little bit more on that. I'm intrigued by that because I'm not, uh, being clear, I'm not RTD's biggest fan by any stretch of anybody's imagination. Um, I think what he did was a clever thing, and I'm not knocking anything he did. Uh, well, no, actually, I would knock a lot of stuff that he did. To be fair, but that's by the by. I'd just be interested to to know a little bit more from Sadako Twenty Four as to why yeah. they're saying that. I'm just interested, genuinely. I,
4: I, I think Russell was very clever in the fact that he knew if he bombarded fans like me, who didn't know the law, who were coming in basically not knowing anything. Like I'll be, I'll have to admit that. I when I first watched Rose, I hadn't had a clue about the show. And he was clever enough that he knew he had to get the the core beats there. A police box, the doctor, a companion, Time Lord. Like, he had to get the core beats there. But he understood if He chucked a load of what had gone before. And I think that's what's made the show throughout the years get worse. It's got too referential of the past. It's down. No, I totally agree.
1: Totally. And, and, and as I say, what I find utterly incredible, as I said before, is that j made exactly the same mistake in the late 80s and kills the show then. And it amazes me that yeah, they we knew did. why <laughs> they there, there, there are there are ways of doing it, though. Um,
2: if you look at how Russell did it and then Chibnall in his way has come along at his time and he's tried to do exactly the same thing. But he has thrown the baby out with the bathwater in his reboot of the verse of the show. And it's alienated everybody, the public, the diehard fans, the casual fans, they've gone, everybody's gone. And that's why the show is where it is now. So there is a difference. And you have to do this. You you know, you can all through the original 26 year run. The show was constantly reinventing itself with a new producer came in or a new script Uh editor came in. But they didn't ever do what Chibnall has Mm -hmm. done and basically taken an ideology or several ideologies and rewritten the whole show to suit that point of view, which has automatically alienated 50% of your audience. He has proved incredibly well how not to do Doctor Who. And this is what I think studios will now look at and go, right, reset. And this is the exciting thing. This is the point now where they will take time. I think they will take time. They've had, oh, they've had the past year to start reevaluating it. So they're actually a year ahead of us, yes. maybe even a little bit more. And they're re-evaluating and they're looking at formats and they're discussing and they're looking at budgets and they're looking at the right format and how a production team should look in a 21st century online they've got to compete with the online stuff now like netflix and stuff like this studios streaming. will also have um yeah they will have a, a look mm. and an eye to international sales so therefore international markets I, this is as i keep saying it's a massive game changer and that's why we should really embrace it and get excited with looking at what's going to happen now yeah,
3: but the, the question is jt um you know all around us from netflix to amazon to everything they're all picking up this Agenda thing where it's, you yeah, know, the female agenda or the woke agenda, whatever. The question mm-hmm. is, if they're looking at, like you say, to the international market, are they going to look at it that way? That's the question. Well, like as I say, the B-
2: BBC studios have a different philosophy to BBC television. There is mm. a different philosophy there. I mean, they even treat their staff slightly differently, only yeah. slightly, but it, it is there. This is what this period of quiet um, time where they are reviewing, they will have to take all this in to say, why exactly did the fans leave the show? Why exactly did the general public in the United Kingdom? Why is BBC America well, we <laughs> not as popular? Well, we know, but they will look at that. And I think they uh, know these These are business they know, people, they, they have know. to make they money. Yeah. And they will look at this and they will have to act in one we way have, or another on that.
0: We had a comment in the chat earlier on that reminded me that uh, some from, uh, from somebody I can't remember who it was now, so I, I do apologise. I put it up on screen a couple of times, where where somebody was asking, mm. "Are they? Do you think they will rest the show?" And I think it was the
1: Strawbridge.
0: <sighs> Strawbridge. Now, to me, that's exactly what's been going on the last three or four weeks. It's be. happening already. I they're in a rest period now. Yeah, I, yeah. I think the decision, but they're made, not. I don't. Think the decision was made quite a while well, ago. Yeah. And now we are seeing it publicly, very slowly, being yes. signalled to us very softly with an admi- admission. Now, we've got that first <laughs> tiny admission in the statement. That was the first hint we'd had from the BBC that the ratings had gone down at all a few weeks yes. ago. And now yeah. they're slowly walking it out. I want to move it on ever so slightly because there's been something going on this week in your neck of the woods, JT, hasn't it? There's been the Edinburgh TV Festival. Everybody, absolutely. They, they this, every, this is a big deal, isn't it, JT? They do this every yes. year, don't they? I don't know what they went on last indeed. year with the pandemic, but this is a big, uh, this oh, yeah. is a big industry event where people go to uh, to kind of sell their latest wares, isn't it? And to yep. it's kind of like the uh, like that. What's that book festival called? It's it's a little bit pretentious, isn't it, the M T V TV Festival? But it's got this commercial angle too. So they have people in showrunners from big shows like Killing Eve or Luther. Or well, it's else. part it's part of the Edinburgh Festival in itself.
2: It's part of the huge creative and arts, fantastic few weeks events. You know, and everybody gets there, and everybody has been there in the past. You know, and they've they've, they've, they've hired wee rooms and they've done shows. It, it's an amazing crack. It really is. It's, it's, it's a, a brilliant energy. Crack.
1: It's a bit like the can of TV, isn't it?
2: That's what it is. <laughs> well, it's not yeah. just TV. I mean, we have a lot of theatre. We have all the comedians here. We have tryout shows no, that the, they yeah, don't want the to do anywhere down south. The TV, TV, the TV one is part of it. And what it's happens is you can. get, yeah, you get the you get the uh, various producers or controllers of television channels or directors of television jazz, channels, whatever mm. they want to call themselves these days, and they come and they basically talk to the press and students in the creative arts, um, and they ask uh, answer questions about various production techniques or shows or actors or um sometimes they give away tidbits of stuff that's it's, it, it they can promote stuff that's coming in the autumn schedules the winter schedules sometimes they may give a wee hint of what's coming at christmas but we all know that's very competitive here so they won't bother so but it's a, it's, it's a very important part of their calendar
0: so it is part of the
3: mainstream isn't it it's part of the tv industry. by the way is,
0: is my mic yeah. so- sounding better now because i've had a couple of people it's a bit it's pipping
3: a bit but it's okay it's all right Still, I've,
0: it's, I've, I've turned it off yeah. a little bit the hay festival yeah. thank you da- uh, daniel edwards thank you i couldn't remember what the what the i think um, festival the, was. um the festival.
3: jt don't they look for talent there as well don't oh they? my a god comedian, the amount of
2: talent scouts in edinburgh over yeah. this whole th- i mean by oh god i mean yes they're, they're everybody i mean everybody's here from around the world Comedians last year well, it, it all yeah. went online but this year it's back mm. yeah, um yeah. limited numbers and shows and stuff but it is back and it's huge and this is the point of year where I tend to avoid Edinburgh because all the hotel prices go up and you can't drive <laughs> in
0: Edinburgh for love and no money.
3: One guy, I was there one once, who, I think, a couple of years ago. But yeah.
0: One guy who was there was uh, this guy, Mr. Piers yeah And there he is. He looks like a quiet, uh, unassuming chap, loitering with intent there. Hi, Piers, if you're watching, we know people at BBC are watching our show quite regularly. And this is what he said. So he was asked directly about Doctor Who whilst he was on stage. Uh, Asked if he had a plan for the future after 2022. BBC drama controller Piers Wenger stated that, no, I don't. So this, I just want to say that I was talking about this on Twitter last weekend. And predictably, I got attacked. I got called all sorts Mm -hmm. of four-letter names by complete strangers because I suggested that they they didn't have a plan. And sure enough, here he is admitting it. they're They're barely even looking at this yet. Uh, no, I don't. They do not know what's going to come after twenty twenty-two. Everybody, as with any change of doctor and showrunner, it will be ambitious and radical. We will have to look at the TV <laughs> landscape. I mean, this is just word salad, isn't it? It's like Peter we'll Cregan have... all over
2: again, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's,
0: it's, it's, this is this is what I was this is what I was getting round to because it is largely it's, it is it's saying something. Hmm but at the same not time not really saying anything Charlotte. Yeah. no Diary. commitment yeah, yeah. yeah. charlotte Diary. you know yeah, we're all is. a bit cynical about characters like piers wenger but what do what are you taking from this
1: well, I'm it's, taking. It, as I say, it's verbal. It's verbal diarrhea. It's the same as you. you if you if you had asked me what Piers Wenger would say at the Edinburgh TV Festival about Doctor Who, it would have. If I'd made it up, it would have pretty much read exactly like you read it. It's just words. It's just filler. It's just stuff to say. Don't worry. It's going to be so exciting. You won't believe it'll be the best version of Doctor Who you've ever seen since the last best version of Doctor Who that you've ever seen. It means nothing. It's just filler. Sure.
4: Yeah, I, I think it's so. It's it's very telling that basically it feels like they are a little stoppage point and they're just thinking now that's the vibe mm-hmm. i get he then sounds pissed not, off though that it's not like the usual routine of oh x is leaving here's the next era like yeah if we look at what's happened before it seems to be a pretty smooth transition between all the other ones whereas this one screams to me of they probably had a plan for longer with Chibnall and because of how badly he's done, they've had to boot him early and they're just sort of going, oh God, what do we do next? And just that's how I'm taking the, the,
0: doctor, the Doctor Who, they've taken the wheels off it and it is now, the the, the chassis of it is up on bricks in, in, in Piers Wenger's garage waiting yeah. to bring in some repair people, Charlotte.
4: Yeah, that's like I said, it's not a smooth transition like we've had before. This is... I think a lot of stuff right now with Doctor Who is it's unknown territory, and they're just it has to be to work
3: out. I heard, I heard that he's pissed off though. I heard he's pissed right. off like that it's been taken from him. Heard you're you're
2: mentioning off. Charlotte that this has to be unknown territory. It has to be unknown territory, and I love the fact that they're playing this long game here because, as we say, this would this they may all of last year they would have been looking at this. Maybe even the year before they may have been looking at this to go. We really need to look at this show now. Why are we losing? Why are we hemorrhaging? Basically the what they're going to do now is they have to do this period where Chibnall's production is ending next month so therefore any any new decisions are being made in studios or wherever out with his he doesn't know anything that's going on so that's what we mean about the fact that yes it, it, they are on a rest period they are they're doing been, they're looking at it there
0: but there's another point dam JT he's been in this role for quite a while as well hasn't he appears And so he may be looking to move on too well, you never know. I mean, he's only
2: he's only the program controller of BBC One. I mean, we don't know what the deal is. If there is, if the production deal is BBC Studios with BBC, then yes, Wenger may will have a say because he and Charlotte Moore are in those positions. But I reckon Studios will outnumber them, and they will have the commercial part of it. But what this is about for me is uh, as well. And we must remember, <laughs> the BBC have been down this route before. And in 1986, then they the, the, what they received. The, the backlash to what happened in 1986 was totally different to what happened in 1989 because they had learnt and they started bringing out the propaganda saying we're looking at independent productions, we're looking at bringing it back for the 90s, which, exactly what Wenger was saying yesterday. And the brilliant thing is now is they will remember this. They would have inherited that from their predecessors to be able to say, we can't just say we're taking Doctor Who off the air because we will get in the press. We will get in all media. The fans will have us. The public (laughs) will have it. So now they've learned from that and they're actually doing it in a sensible manner to say, no, we haven't got a plan yet. But we're looking at making one right now, which is going to be brilliant. That's the way to play this in exactly the same way I would do it, to be very honest.
1: I, I agree here. with with problem B. Just came up there and said it needs a few years to get this sorted. I totally agree there. It, I, I still it's think probably that, well, however it, will. However long take it those, takes, yeah, it, take it yeah, on, we, yeah we will. I would gladly wait the two or three, mm. four. Yeah. Actually, I'd so wait
0: five years for a Doctor Who. That would work because yeah. right now it feels like the show's been off for such a long time we've got to well, it has for world. me it's been off since
2: 2017 yeah, i've, I've kind seen of how it since feels
0: ser- for me too i saw you of know, i i, I missed it
2: when i watch one of my blu-rays or the dvd and i hear the tardis i i love that sound you know it reminds me of stuff but i haven't heard it in a fresh doctor who show since 2017 you don't but one thing one thing me. the bbc need to understand is the any announcements and this is what they'll be looking at as well now studios will be very wary of we have to have the right casting, the right writers, the right production staff, because we will come back to it, whatever happens, if we agree with the casting, the production staff, the writers, the look of it, the logo, you know, <laughs> if they get that, oh, look the look of the police box, yeah, we, we will come we back know.
0: and watch as it. As soon as we see something that sets our alarm bells ringing, I mean, like, for me, it was when I saw the Doctor's costume, uh, we've got, uh, oh, yeah, so just <laughs> looking, just looking back to Piers' to statement here, I want to mm. just just join some dots we will have to look at the TV landscape in which it will absolutely. play absolutely on one hand that sounds like that sounds like a bbc because the bbc isn't exactly up to the minute when it comes to trends it's probably it's probably one of the last places to get in on trends come to think of it and on, on the surface that looks like <laughs> what he's saying we will fit this in with whatever you know, like, woke culture is 2020. Whatever it will be in 2023, we will fit it in with that. But I don't think that's necessarily what he's saying. No. Looking at this statement and then looking at the comment that we've got here from Daniel Edwards, who says, very shortly, Daniel Edwards watching on YouTube at the moment, says, very shortly it won't be in production. Yes. Technically, yep. it's not recommissioned by BBC One yet. Correct. Okay. I have been telling you Doctor Who is effectively... Going out of production for the first time since 1990. That's it's being taken out. I won't use the word cancelled, but it's been taken out of production, and so it's not been recommissioned by BBC One yet. And I think when you consider that we are and consider the shape of the BBC and how that's changing later on this year, or I think it may be early next year, BBC Three is coming back as an actual TV channel. But oh, another, thing oh, they've oh, said, oh, oh. another thing that they've said is that BBC's 1, 2, and 3, and, and kind of 4, but it's sort of still exists ever, that those channels are not going to be their primary place for launching new content within the mm-hmm. next three or four years. They're moving away from terrestrial TV channels mm-hmm. to a point where things will debut on the iPlayer. Mm-hmm. It may not necessarily be in a box set form where you get all of it at once, but they will debut on the iPlayer, maybe in chunks, like we get on Amazon. Do that, don't they, Charlotte? They
3: Amazon and, uh, and Netflix. Well, Netflix mm-hmm. still
0: do yeah. Netflix still do the thing where they drop the entire series,
3: but yeah, but is it, some is it them... Amazon that do the week by I... week by week? No, well, Amazon sometimes drops Charlotte, everything as well. I
4: was going to say I don't know about Amazon, but I've noticed in the last year some of their dramas they will dump the all, and I iPlayer while they're broadcasting them. They're still on. And as soon as I was noticing yeah. that, I was like, that's an interesting yep. change because... Well, no, it's
2: been going for a, a little while, actually. They've been experimenting for a wee while. The only one they didn't do it was, was Doctor Who because they wanted people to tune in every year. So somebody whispered their bodyguard. That was, I think that was the second one. There was another one they did, which I can't remember now, and that was their test, and it went quite
0: it, it was a comedy. It,
2: it was a comedy. It wasn't it Gavin was Stacey, but it was a it comedy. Was Peter K, it's a K, K, the car, car thing. thing. That's right, yes. And that went down really well. They dropped yeah. episode one on BBC One, and then after it, they said, you can watch the rest of the series. And people binge-watched the rest of the series overnight, and the iPlayer views went up. And what was that? Eight, mm. nine years
0: ago? Huge well, yeah. amount of time we now. So, so Simon, a future where Doctor Who becomes... It kind of... the. I suppose if they get the timing right the, this kind of I don't like to use phrases like the fall of the BBC but this this change this, this period of change for the BBC where things are going to radically alter with Doctor Who being rested it could potentially you know JT's talking about an exciting time it could potentially in 3 years time come back at the as the very jewel in the in this crown of of iPlayer well, you know they may even rebrand iPlayer yeah. as being the jewel in the crown of this new delivery platform, couldn't it?
1: I don't know, as I agree with that, because I think that the BBC is in such a crisis of identity at the moment. It does. It no longer wants you to watch stuff on terrestrial TV, as you just said. It absolutely has been pushing this for years, and it's getting more and more obvious that it wants you to go to iPlayer. Yes. So if that's the case, then basically... It's a streaming model. It's a Netflix-Amazon model. I have to go so that way. You see what I mean? And, that and is, surely, that's... That is, is that what just, Piers means? Is that what Piers means by the TV yes, last game? do you think, as I well? I think that's exactly what he means. And the problem with that is, once you turn it into a streaming platform, why am I paying my licence fee? It doesn't. Quite it nice. doesn't add up. It doesn't work. You can't put it alongside Amazon and Netflix as this streaming service, but force people to pay for it whether they like it or not. But well, don't forget, say, the, the the iPlayer is already paid for. It's covered by the license. That's why I can't I use know. it. No, yeah. I know. But my point, but the point being that with Netflix or Amazon, or you're, you're given the choice as to whether or not you yes. pay for those streaming services. Yes. You're not given the choice of the BBC. So by moving deliberately. To a streaming yeah. platform, you're suddenly giving yourself this identity crisis as to what what is the BBC anymore? And so, I, I, I think I think it's a nice romantic idea to think a Doc Two coming back as this sort of jewel in the crown of the, of the iPlayer. I think the BBC are, are painting themselves into such a corner with this that. It's not going to make all their problems go away, no. I don't think. I know
2: I know what you're saying, Simon, and I, 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 I would agree with that, but I don't think that Doctor Who will go deliberately and exclusively on, on a streaming no. process like a new version of the iPlayer. We do know that the iPlayer is a big thing for them now. They're actually trying to get through government at the moment, this thing where iPlayer... It's first up on your choices on television rather than BBC One. So there's this whole thing that's going through now. So that's ridiculous. I do think that they will bring Doctor Who back to BBC One television because Doctor Who draws people in. Now, if they produce a good series and if they do manage at some point in the next few years to change the ideology, which we won't go into because that's nothing to do with us, we can't force that, that. people may come back. I mean, if the BBC actually put itself back into... A format that I was comfortable with, I would go and get my license back again. So do not. you know what I mean? Um, and I think not. I think millions of us would because you have to have that balance of good old fashioned BBC where you are middle ground, no political agenda, like we used to when we all grew up. Now, if that came back, I'd very happily go back and say, "Yes, here's my three hundred pounds or whatever it is a year." Um, uh, if, if you know, but the, it's not going to happen necessarily. But I do think that Doctor Who will return to BBC television. And I think it will be a showcase on the BBC schedules because they'll want people to come and watch it. But I do think it has a role also on their, whatever future version of the iPlayer will be. But I think they'll play it carefully because, again, it's got to go down to a business model of what's going to generate more interest every week. If it is that, they, as I say, they may actually do this now. We've been talking about the, the missed opportunities of the movies for years. BBC Studios could actually say we're going to do three movies a year.
0: Yeah, We don't, we don't know yet. I think all the possibilities, I think the possibilities are now wide open and i i'm excited i'm excited by mm-hmm. it generally i mm-hmm. know that before we leave this subject altogether, i want to talk because there has been as always you know this conversation still rolls on, rolls on people are putting candidates up for who they would like to see as the <laughs> doctor as yeah. as ever the latest one i've seen is uh is reiki Fakra, and Fougie. she she is, uh, no idea. She, used to be, she used to be in EastEnders. She played Sab Shabnam Masu, oh, she's perfect. for two office, or three <laughs> years. And to be fair to her, she has been in a show called Sex Education on Netflix recently. And something oh, I love that show,
2: but I don't reckon, oh god, yeah, I think I do recognize or her. I love Sex Hulu. Education on Netflix, brilliant
0: on Hulu. You know, she's a good actress and she was great in EastEnders. And she plays Bliss in the poor McGann audios for Big Finish too. But to me, oh, well, never mind, this, this is exactly the same. Deal as with Jodie Whittaker, just because somebody has been a good actress in in a broad church, in an EastEnders, in a Sex Education, doesn't mean they're a fit for Doctor Who. I don't and, see it.
2: I think people. I think people will have a lot of shock, uh, a lot to a lot of shock coming to them. Certain people have a lot of shock because. I think the the reset button's going to be pressed here. I don't think we're going to see another female Doctor Who, and thank God for it. I think that's one of the things they're going to look at, saying, well, that didn't work. That did not work. It was rejected by the British public. It was rejected by the fans. It's not going to happen again.
3: Is that what you feel I hope you're right, JT.
4: Yeah, no, I I I really think the fact that it could be off air for a couple of years or even more, I think that is them deliberately giving them space from the female Doctor So when, if they do come back with a male doctor, it will get a lot of press. It will get a lot of eyes. Everybody will be, well, the the nation, the doctor will go back into the national conversation if they have a really good male actor saying they're the 14th doctor. And I just think... As
0: as popular as as an actress like Reiki was, Charlotte, it's not going to... It's not going to change people's minds. It's not Define you know.
2: popular, because some of us have never heard of her. I've never heard yeah, of but her. No,
0: but you're in, you're in a big show like EastEnders. Sorry,
2: it's not a big but show, but... though, anymore.
0: Come no, on. No, but it, it yeah, was no, when but... she was in it. Though. Oh.
4: No, but here's, here's the thing, and this is what I've always said about The Female Doctor. This show has had ample female representation with the companions. So...
3: I think we might she's agree. gone
4: oh we've lost you again Charles yeah, oh, I mean,
1: this, this is this is a point
0: that this is a point that numerous numerous uh, of us have mentioned several yeah. times but of course coming from Charles, it's even more it's even more palpable be, being female herself but you know it it doesn't yeah from if you We're, want to just look at the new series rose was arguably arguably the uh, the second lead character in fact for many people she was the lead character of series one Well, she
2: certainly was for Series 2. She was the lead character (laughs) in Series 2 because that's where the Doctor started to take uh, a backstep in his own show because Rose was continually the focus. And that was done deliberately because she was going at the end of it, so they were building up that thing. But it got carried away a little bit more. We did get more things where the Doctor wasn't the star of his own show. And that's nothing to do with the person's gender. The Doctor is the main person. It's his show.
0: Yeah, Slightly more... Slightly more optimistically, we have a candidate as well for showrunner. Now, this person was on Twitter a few days ago. They were having a meeting at BBC TV Centre. They took a picture of a little bit of the interior decor, slapped that, put it on Twitter, and, of course, fandom went mad. I'm talking about Pete McTie. Pete McTie Mm. is uh, a writer and executive producer who is – yes, he's he's Um, written two episodes of the Jodie Whittaker era – under Chris Chibnall, one which was sort of okay and one which was bloody awful. But putting that to one side for for a moment, uh, Pete MacTy has has chops. Yeah, he's written for plenty of other shows. He's written for a Discovery of Witches, which I know Woo! you watch that on Jet on Sky One, don't you, JT? Love it, also, big fan. He's also the man behind the Pact, which was recently on BBC One, and more more importantly to me. He has been the showrunner and main writer on Wentworth, the Australian drama series, which I think has been absolutely brilliant over the last seven or eight years. And more to the point, he's also the guy who puts together those shorts for the Doctor Who Blu-ray Ray Ray collection, yeah. We're bringing back you know he made a, he made one with Mel, played by Bonnie Langford, where we saw her doing the old Dragon's Den routine. He's <laughs> he's behind uh, the one where. Ace, played by Sophie Aldred. We see her staring out onto the London skyline. These were a th- just two minutes of Doctor Who that absolutely felt not just like not just like new Doctor Who, but they felt like new chunks of classic Doctor Who. Uh, Simon, I suspect, no. like you know, we reviewed Praxis on the podcast. That episode li- literally sent me to sleep. It, but it isn't given the fact that this man has a greater track record. No, Could he? No. Bear in mind that he's he's been behind these other great dramas. Though I think Simon he disagrees.
3: Can,
0: he can, he no, can I, write. I, he can write. He can write, and he I clearly, can't, can't. he clearly. Let me let me just. He clearly Sorry. understands. He clearly understands Doctor Who fans and the fundamentals of Doctor Who. That's
1: the problem. Based on those That's the problem. Blue That's the Uh problem. He understands Uh Doctor Who fans. I've said this before. I stand by this. This is my one criteria. I'm sure Pete is a lovely bloke. This is nothing against you, Pete, personally. I haven't seen any of the other shows that you've done. I'm sure you're a brilliant, brilliant writer. I'm not in any doubt about that at all. But he's a fan, and this is my one criteria with the showrunner. They must not be a fan of everything. I don't care what they've done. Please, no fan for the next showrunner. That's it. I'm done. Unless it's me. Well, obviously, or me. Yes, thank you.
0: <laughs> Surely that would... Buy. Do you think, though, because Russell T Davis would be... Uh, the next Russell T Davis would be out then on that distinction. Well, you yeah, think he would for being me. Do you me. think we've
1: uh, been uh, there, he, done he, that, and the time it, and he, now is the would. time to evolve? He would. Absolutely. He would. Russell T Davies would be out for me. Yeah, absolutely. Because, yes, now is the time to evolve. We've got to move it on. We've got to kick out the old. We've got to bring in the new, like we've been saying all through BBC Studios, fresh new start. Please, just somebody completely unassociated with the show. Let's have a fresh new start. Let's let we. the problem. I think the problem, I think, with Doctor Who is that it's never truly moved on from the Russell T Davies reboot in 2005. It's still riding, trying desperately to ride on the success and the popularity of that reboot in 2005. And it's grown complacent. It doesn't think it's got to try hard anymore. That's And I suppose,
0: me- Simon, the fact that Chris Chibnall the lazy writer and lazy showrunner that he is reached back to the Russell T Davies era and just sort of polished some of it up and wheeled it all out again would sort of would sort of back that up Charlotte as somebody that came to the show with Russell T Davies do you see what Simon's saying as well or or do you feel that it should be steered steered back to safe safe water is Simon right
4: no I I think you could maybe have some of the production who knows that sort of who are sort of a bit of an old hand, but I agree, I think a show winner should be a non-fan. I've been thinking this for a while as well, mm-hmm. because I think you're more likely to take a risk, because yeah. you're so attached to what's happened before, even in Chibnall's own warped fashion, He he's still, re- he's still in his comfort zone, because he's gone back to Gallifrey, he's gone back to the Time Lords, he's gone back to Regeneration, long, long which is all... Yeah, so even though it's so different in one way, he's just going back, and I do think a non fan would go, "No, I'm not as attached, so I'm going to take more risks in the yeah, right way, totally. which is bring something the stories, clean with the sort of types of stories they could tell with the show." Well, going it worked forward. for
3: it worked for Star Trek, didn't it? Because when they did Star Trek Two, half Bennett and um, the rest they didn't didn't understand Star Trek at all, so they went back and watched all the episodes and had a fresh perspective over Star Trek and it worked for Star Trek. I don't see why it can't work for Doctor Who, and, do you know what I mean?
1: Fair point. And, as, yeah. and I can see, as, as William Jennings is saying in the chat here, Barry Letts was not a fan, but he really knew how to get things done. Absolutely. Philip mm. Hinchcliffe, as we said on the show before, was not a fan. That 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 this, yeah, If you're no, not no, a fan, no. you're not going to pander to the fans and, and, and you're going to... No, 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 you, you, you can't... Always
2: you can't equate anything today to Philip or Barry because simply Doctor Who wasn't as big as it was back then and they weren't kids when it was on. You've got a t- entirely different generations that have grown up, but this show is nearly 60 years old. So everybody you know, in the United Kingdom is going to have some awareness of Doctor Who. Personally, going back to this sort of thing, I don't want a showrunner. Get rid of that title. Get rid of that American crap on this show. Let's go. Let's just do it. I think we will have showrunners at studios who are going to actually say, well, these are the sort of things we want. Now you go and do the creative thing, uh, lead person. Do you know what I mean? You may just have, um. I mean, I, I don't mind uh, Pete. I've, I've actually had him in my head for a little while because I know his work on the other series. I love Discovery of Witches. Uh, his involvement with that is wonderful. Yes, it's controlled by Julie and, um, you know, uh, and, and Jane and they're the creative forces. But he's part of that team. I, I think we need to give people credit as well, because it would come down to how they interview the fact that. They know that the show has been in trouble, and this is a reboot. I, reckon adults would turn around and go, right? I can do something different with this. And we have to give the we have to give that you know credit. We're not going to get to know where their interviews. We're not going to get what what they say. But I would be a little bit more confident if Pete was suddenly said, right? You're going to be doing this. But I, I do think that's part of what they're going to be looking at in this rest period. They're going to be look at production team. How does how's this show going to move forward when we need to do this, 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 and this? Is the top chairs.
0: I do get the impression, Ian, that everything mm. will be up for grabs. And, you know, as soon as we, we talked on this show a couple of weeks ago about moving away from BBC Wales, so it won't be filmed in Wales anymore. And that would seem to be, if it's now under BBC Studios, all bets are off to Doctor Who now, aren't they?
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I just about got that because you sounded like yeah. you were underwater. <laughs> yeah, just a bit dalicky. Like I yeah. have adjusted
0: yeah. my mic because a couple of people in the chat said that they were struggling to hear me before, so maybe I should just... All try right. It.
3: I just it, it, i i agree with JT and I agree with Simon and I agree yeah. with uh, it will be a mix. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I i i do i do think it's a good idea maybe to have someone that doesn't know Doctor Who fully. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't mind if they're a fan, but not not a crazy fan, if you know what I mean. But I agree that you need a new perspective over over Doctor Who. We need something fresh. We need it to move forward. And again, I keep saying it's the scripts that really let let Doctor Who's yep. down. But yep. you know, I agree.
2: Can I just uh, address Vanessa there as well? Do you have to keep crapping on America? Absolutely, I'm British.
3: <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, you know, I, I do like what Amer- I, I mo- mostly watch American stuff. You know, I, I love that. that says you know, a lot. It okay, JT. Oh, I love it. <laughs>
2: uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, a lot of British people are as well, and they're actually thinking yeah. they're American now, which is why British culture is in the toilet because it's just nonsense. But that's you like, know what,
3: JT? Yeah. That's garbage. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Exactly. Listen, can Very I can I just good. say that as well? About what that's you were saying amazing. there about studios, um about oh, Wales, Dan? God, God, that yes, whole point. That yes. again, that's all up for grabs now because there are certain. You're Scotland. I'm now. hearing certain things about what's going on in Cardiff and what's, what's, what's going thing.
3: on. Coming your way, safety, in... you. Scotland. No, I don't, think,
2: I don't think. I don't think that. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a return to Doctor Who to London. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Hmm. That's Bring where. That's where. <laughs>
1: where... <laughs> <laughs> well, You're I think. I think
2: a lot. Of, I think a lot of what's gone questionably possibly wrong is getting talent to stay for nine or ten months in Cardiff is very very expensive Mm -hmm. and also it's been a case of do you really want to commit no disrespect to Cardiff but do you really want to commit to nine to ten months every single year there that's a bit tired now as well surely isn't it but when you live in London and you can get to BBC Studios studios (laughs) in London uh, on the on the Thames within 40 minutes to an hour it makes Mm -hmm. more commercial sense to base it there and and I, I think I think that's an option for them, unless they go to a movie and they're only doing one movie every year or, or something like this where they was can film whatever they want. And there are very JT.
0: few wasn't
3: locations in Cardiff that, that we There was Sorry, an actor that, that actually said that, wasn't there, JT? That actually said. There was. You know, there was, a, there was an actor. Yeah. Somebody it was, turned I'll it down I'll because. Tell you who
0: it, I'll tell you who it was. Who who was, was it? James Nes- it was James oh, right, Nesbitt. Okay. It was James Nesbitt. Oh, yeah, Jimmy About seven or eight years ago, a very long time ago. And he said it tongue in cheek, and that's that's the kind of thing that James Nesbitt says. But uh, he's funny, though, now, isn't he? I think that now, I think now, this is one of the reasons why. Obviously, they went up to Sheffield to film, to film the home stuff. They go increasingly abroad. I think that having, Not anymore. Um, having a home base. <laughs> For Doctor Who, I think even having somebody was somebody was talking to me the other day. Oh, it was you, Charlotte. We talked a little, didn't we, about the fact that they could build a new TARDIS set in a warehouse somewhere. Yes, I thought that'd be brilliant—a multi-level split set. You think, wow, that could be amazing, just like McGann's was. And I thought, well, yeah. After a while, I thought, well, do they even need to do that? Because you could actually have a. You think about the sets, the technology that's being pioneered now on The Mandalorian. Whereby yeah. hardly oh, yeah. actual Beautiful. sets exist, Beautiful. I know that the BBC the BBC hasn't got that kind of money. But in, five, in three or four years' time, BBC studios may have that kind of money, or at least enough of that kind of money to be able to have a TARDIS console that's. that's great, they, they need to have something physical though
3: shot. in the shot. Dan. They, can, they, they, can, that, they, they could. They could have. Central, they could.
0: Yeah. A central. We need really to have mm. physically is a set of doors and a central console and maybe a yeah. couple of bits and bobs. Does that appeal Absolutely. to Charlotte or are you still sold on the warehouse I
4: No, I I like a practical TARDIS. I I just no, think no, it's sort of the actors then feel it feels more natural when the actors are in it. And I think we've seen that with oh. Jodie's run because of how badly designed that interior TARDIS is. It's why it doesn't feel natural when they're in shots because they just yeah. they just stand trying. about because they can't sit anywhere comfortably, whereas at least with the other TARDIS, they can move about, like, Capaldi's obviously was the best example. Yeah, it was. That's why when I was chatting with you, I was thinking Capaldi, like, with more money. Basically, like, his TARDIS with more Mm. money, because... And
1: roundels. Oh, yeah, but it's it's (laughs) more that,
4: like, you, you could have multiple levels. You could have the Doctor, like, up high, speaking to a companion down low, and I just thought that would be... Such well, a that that's that's down to,
2: to do. that's down to design, isn't it, Charlotte? I have to say though that all that walking round is, uh, or, or what you've just illustrated there, is probably because the Chris Chibnall actors can't act. Because <laughs> from a director's point of view, when yeah. when Capaldi, for example, or Tennant is walking around the console, it's all planned. It has to be, so the camera stays on them. So it's all, it's called blocking, yeah. and that's all there. It's all rehearsed. It's all done. So it's not just an mm. actor improvising. You can't on that sort of set. Everything mm. is meticulous. We have actually got in Britain uh, companies that are using this brand new um, um, innovations, but we used to call it green screen. It's now moved on uh, in the United Kingdom. And we have them here, and I'm sure they would be delighted to jump at something like this, but as Ian says, it's, it's actually e- it's easier to do because you would have the console, yes, you mm-hmm. could have the doors, so you could have a couple of props, but then the walls and everything would still look real, as we know from the look of the Melan Deloitte yeah. and other films that are coming out now. Mm-hmm. We just don't know. Again, we're, we're theorising, and that's the excitement about it. We don't know what's going to happen it or where exciting. it's going to be or who's going to be in it or who's going to run it, it or what the deal is. The and you
0: know what's yeah. even more exciting, JT? How many episodes? How many episodes? Everybody, before we have the one where we say goodbye to the thirteenth Doctor, Doctor, played by Jonny Whittaker. How many episodes? You're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Tom's got the answer there. Yes, just eight episodes until we finally say goodbye <laughs> to Jonny Whittaker. I'll say it again: just eight episodes. I'm only going to
3: watch the last one. We're not going to watch the rest of it. I think we're all watching the
2: last one, aren't we, for yeah. our live stream special, which I am so <laughs> thrilled about already. I'm really <laughs> looking forward. <laughs>
0: We have another little nugget of, I don't say <sighs> information, it's just a tease really. Now, people, long-suffering viewers of Doctor Who, who have hung in there, JT, you know, count yourself lucky that you missed this, Perla. Bless in, them. Back in resolution, uh, Chris Chibnall, who is, as we've been over, what? slightly slightly obsessed with, uh, with uh, well, just like the BBC, with left-wing ideology and with having a go at the British public in particular, yeah. Resolution, in resolution as part of the script, he uh, mentioned the fact that unit had been disbanded as a uh as a what result of yes, he, he disbanded what? The, uh, unit,
3: he did, yeah. It gets
0: because, worse, and he it gets, gets it worse.
2: Have you told me about this?
0: And the reason why they <laughs> disbanded help? unit was Brexit, believe it or not. Yeah. That was actually oh, what he said on sorry. screen, but apparently. Apparently for the Centenary surprise, special, surprise. They, are, they are bringing UNIT back, everybody. That's the whisper. The special that is currently being filmed over the next two to three weeks, this Centenary special that will air in autumn 2022, is rumoured to be featuring featuring the return of UNIT. Now, whether that will be made up of old faces from the classic show, like John Levine or Sergeant Benton, or maybe Osgood or Kate Stewart from the, from the new series... Unit may well be back. Is this another sort of hail Mary from Chris Chibnall? Is this of him, it sort is. of going back on something? You know, uh, Simon, you you saw this as well. What do you make of all this? Is it possible they bring it back? Unit?
4: <sighs> oh,
1: yeah, maybe. But I, 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 you know, I just can't even get that excited about Unit coming back. Nobody loves Unit more than me. But Unit hasn't been Unit. I'm sorry. Since the brig left for me. It's never ever been unit. I I don't, I've never once been convinced by the... What is it? It it doesn't even stand for the United Nations Intelligence Task Force anymore, does it? What does it stand for? Uh, I can't even remember. Unified. Unified. It's not unified nations.
2: They weren't allowed to use the United Nations thing.
0: If I may, it stands for unified intelligence. Right, okay
1: then. It's just never ever ever felt like UNIT for me because I don't think – when when, uh, when came back with the Russell T Davis years, they didn't do what I thought they did so brilliantly in the John Pertwee years, which is they didn't make strong – they didn't put strong characters in that you could have said. Yeah. UNIT just became this kind of this, – this quasi-military organisation that just rolled in every and with faceless people in yep. in black um, combat gear. It's just like, that's not UNIT. So, so oh, yeah, I'm not excited black, about yeah, UNIT. Yeah. If they just throw us a bone, do you think? Yeah, I think that's exactly what they're doing. I think they're throwing us a bone. I wouldn't which be surprised, reason, though. Which is another reason why I wouldn't put a fan in in a showrunner. You've got to stop throwing us these bones. You've got to do some damn good stories. Stop with the fan stuff that begins with W and just and just do okay. some good stories. Mm-hmm.
3: It's just Chibnall, he doesn't have any ideas. He just to keep going backwards. So, for, for, hang on a minute. Is this just in? a rumour? Is yeah. this a rumour? Yeah. It's well, listen,
0: they, it's one of the few rumors well, that we're hearing.
2: Right. Well, listen, if anybody's around Cardiff, right, become a Facebook uh, Type 40 live reporter because they're filming it now. Don't be looking at the rumors that's going on because some of the rumors I see <laughs> from these are very well-intentioned, well intentioned but very involved, a, uh, uh, involved fans, they, is that it's going out next apparently year.
0: Apparently, there are a couple of photos with the black ops style unit uniforms having been spotted on location. Yes, garbage. But uh, you know, I'm. I'm well, so if so somebody seen, go down and seen look seen at the most,
2: filming. Yeah, if, if somebody goes down and checks out the filming, finds out what the film filming, goes and have a look and confirms it through a photograph, then you know. Because, as I say, some of these ill-informed fans with nice intentions, but they're stupid, think that they are filming next year. They're not. They're just broadcasting this. It's, it's in production now. It's being filmed now. So go and have a look.
1: Yeah, bring back Benton, Richard. I agree. And the it's, other rumour... I, I don't
2: think you'd get him out of the
0: bath chair. And the other rumour about this centenary special, Charlotte... I wonder if you yeah. can guess what it is. On, it's, a it. Rumor, it's a rumour. It's a rumour that one cast member from the past of Doctor Who may be returning a <laughs> oh. one former Doctor <laughs> may be oh. returning from oh. the scene to his I know, oh, please don't guess guess say
4: it? which no. actor it may be, Charlotte. No. Well, well, David. But no. I know. No. Really? Oh,
0: really? Of course it is. No, yes, this he is a He's rumor. going to
3: be told off by the female. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. We know. Well, no, I've heard it could be more than one doctor coming back as a it's rumor. No. I've heard it could be multiple doctors coming back.
2: Why well, are they all in Cardiff right now this week? Are they?
4: Well, that's what I when I heard that rumor, I said, well, that would get leaked if that happens because they won't mm. be able to hide like multiple old actors coming back. That's it's what I said. It. It's
2: unless just fan wank. Do it do do do, yeah, It's just fanwank. That's all it is. Yes, I agree. I
0: agree, Jake. I agree, JT, but would you put it past them? That's the thing.
2: Yes, I would, because it's not going to happen now because it's Jodie's last episode for one thing. It's Chibnall's last episode for another. It's yeah. not a special like some of these fans are saying. It's just an episode that happens to be broadcast I... as part of the BBC's 100th centenary. Doctor I... Who is not 100 years old. There is a
1: confusion there with some no, of these I young can, no, but I can see them absolutely doing this because they are desperate to get people back yeah. to, to watching the show. And you put David Tennant in, and will people watch the show? Yes, they will. And so, but is he it, in Cardiff right now? To be fair, JT, I don't know. But uh, but all I'm saying is, well, I don't I'm think so. It. I think they would have made I, the I film of Let me let me just clarify.
0: Let me clarify. I I agree with you, J.T. This is just another episode. This is Chris Chibnall will be desperately rushing everything that he planned on doing in those final two seasons of his run, tying them all up in this one story. There is nothing technically. I don't think that will be special about this, I agree with you that the reason that we're seeing it badged as a special is because they're losing so much face by having to take this off and and basically give up on this era and admit, you know, they'll never actually speak the words but it's giving off that aroma that we can all smell, we're like the Bisto kids we can can smell this failure but if they keep using words if they keep using words like special just special, special, special special, special we can't really, we can't really say to the fans, you know, this isn't a special when they're being told all the time it is, and mm. and to be and to be honest, Chris Chibnall in this production has done that much. I won't even say kissing back to the past, trying to recreate the Russell T Davies era, trying to align with it whilst also dismantling what, what's the expression? Deconstructing Doctor Who. That Mm. maybe there's been rumours about David Tennant's involvement in the Chibnall era for a little for a while now for a good eighteen. What's since 2017? 2017, (laughs) almost that it's an an inevitability. not. Tennant does seem on very good terms with the BBC. They're quite open at filming things in secret too. So is he in Cardiff at the moment? I don't know, but I don't think it's impossible that he that he may. Well, somebody
2: get down there and find out because if if they do and they see anything. That I mean, it's not it's not difficult to find out where these people are. I have to be honest, you know, not that I'm a stalker or anything, but you can find
0: out. <laughs> he's, he, he says he's probably... yeah, can I yeah, not he, have he, it he... like
3: when... Um... When Dave uh, Peter Davison was dying and have all those little circles of the, the people go round their face and stuff. Couldn't they not they do it that way? I don't, I, don't <laughs> I don't
2: think they would discredit I I don't think they would really discredit Jodie Whittaker, who has mm. been the lead on this role for four years. I don't think they would haven't discredit it to that much.
0: But well, JT, no, do you know what I mean? I mean it they, it would be it would be an already, insult. Haven't they already Discredited and insulted by introducing Joe Martin as the fugitive Doctor.
2: I well, I can't comment on that because I don't watch the show, and I don't think the public would recognise Joe Martin as the Doctor. Like I don't, I don't know who it is either. So it's not about the fans.
0: They recognise this guy and they love this guy, don't they, Charlotte? Yeah, 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 no.
4: I was was just going to say, I think a lot of this like logical thinking. Look at that picture. In her own, in every Jodie merchandise for the last year, they have put the Tenth Doctor with her.
3: Mm-hmm. They had to.
4: They are, are purposefully almost trying to associate the Thirteenth Doctor with the Tenth Doctor. And I've said this a few times, like on on Facebook and on streams. I've never seen a Doctor when when we've had a Doctor, even when Matt was during the fiftieth year. It would have made sense to see a lot of the other Doctors about. Matt still felt like it was his era. He still felt like the main like actor in the role. He felt like the Doctor.
2: Well, that's tradition. Pertwee was the same in The Three Doctors and Davison was the same in The Five Doctors. They were the gaffers, as Pertwee yeah, himself was. said. So Smith was the gaffer at the time. As as yeah. tenant, as a fan... Quoted back, Pertwee's actual line: No Smith the gaffer. I think this subject is ridiculous. Uh, I think it's just absolute fanwank. <laughs> I think I know where it's come from. It's not going to happen. If you want clarification, get down there now and see who's actually in Cardiff filming. Simple as
3: that. Mm. I I'll I'll do that impossible. right away, JT. I'm I've got right no You're nearer than I am. <laughs> I know.
0: Got, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I love David Tennant as the Doctor. I think he's wonderful. I I like him mostly as a person. I do wish he'd stop talking about politics. I don't need to know actors politics. No interest in that. But as a person, mm. I think he's a creative man. I think he's very loyal to the Doctor Who fan base. And I respond to what he did in the character. But I have no desire to see any other Doctor Who legends from any other eras get associated with, with any of
3: this. Uh, he worked and, with it, didn't he? He the with her on Only on, on Broadchurch. Yeah, yeah Broadchurch.
0: on Broadchurch. And the, the idea, Charlotte, that other Doctors could be could be pulled into this car crash it chills me chills me to the bone (laughs) but yeah it's been a fascinating discussion that's all the whispers for this time we're going to move on in a second but i just want to remind you that yeah this conversation has rattled and rolled along we've covered so many of the of the rumors out there at the moment thanks for staying with us and if this is your if this is your first time here Please like the video. It does make a hell of a difference when you like the video. We've had a lot of people watching. I haven't checked the likes yet. But I'm going to I will say no. Like the video. Subscribe to the channel too. We will be doing this. This is our brand new time slot. 8 o'clock every <laughs> Thursday for the rest of this run, certainly. 8 o'clock every Thursday. Come and join us for more Doctor should Houdini. comment as well. It won't all be and his, money uh, it won't all be geared around <laughs> chibnall <laughs> doctor who we do so like to money. talk about the classic stuff we'd like to talk about the new <laughs> stuff we like to talk about doctor who we actually enjoy too we'll be coming on to that in a couple of minutes but yes subscribe to the channel and hit the little cloister bell so you get notifications when we're going to go live, go live next and when we're going to drop a podcast or any of the other Doctor Who. <laughs> I wondered what he was going to say then. <laughs> or any of the other Doctor Who content that comes to you courtesy of Filthy Minds. It's kind of terrible, aren't they? Talking about a trip to the smallest room in the house. It's time for the Type 40 ad break. Everybody, a little later Woo! in proceedings. Time for usual. a wee. But here's your time, yes, to go to go and take a squirt or take take in a squirt. Yeah, some more of whatever your heart desires. As we check out the adverts. So yeah, we'll be back in a couple of minutes for more Doctor Who talk. Have you ever wondered just who is responsible for generating electricity for England and Wales? Where does the power that's working your TV right now actually come from?
2: Well, last year, if you added together all the electricity from everyone else's power stations, it would come to this much, about 56% of the total we need. So where, you may wonder, did all the rest come from? Let me enlighten you. It came from the power stations of National Power, the biggest single generator of
1: electricity
3: in Britain. you must be able to help Hmm.
0: after a cup of coffee
3: you've got the message it's that special blend and roast that gives nescafe that unmistakable richer smoother
4: nescafe taste
0: there is only one nescafe
4: unmistakable
3: even with your eyes closed
4: peter that's marvelous
3: just what the doctor ordered nescafe unmistakably coffee at its best
2: What happened to Diane Keen?
0: He's still around. I saw on Twitter about something the other day. He's very much still with us. Still, still very active. Oh, still active now too. Love her? i totally forgot about that advert. It's my favourite of those whole. This cafe. Ooh. Yeah. What's he say? Oh, I think so. Are you still with us, son? Oh, I'm still here. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, Peter put, uh, was with that campaign for a couple of years, wasn't he? Some mm. actors did their, did their stints in those. Mm. Mm. So yeah, those yeah. those
1: adverts—they're the same as the Bisto adverts. They're just kind of absolutely ingrained. Bisto again. <laughs> We're back to Bisto. <laughs> yeah, second exactly. Time, second time in one show
2: with Linda Bellingham, <laughs> of course, yeah. who played yeah. the Inquisitor doctor in did. *Trial of the Time Lord. Yeah. Indeed.
0: yeah, indeed. Certain did. comments here. Wrong scarf, Doctor. Mm. And a nice, nice scarf must have bleached it in the wash, wash <laughs> says garbage we're going to stick with nostalgia now as we head over to uh yes the uh the little the little snug where Simon sits and reads his 500 year diary please to please to give us to give us a breakdown of what happened what happened on on this day <laughs> or in this week I should say in Doctor Who history so yes brace yourselves here we go back in time <laughs>
4: I don't hear a thing, it's brilliant. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes it's you're lucky publics, everybody <laughs> every, every, everybody's <laughs> favorite so sound effect indicates yes we're, we're heading back through history now here's an interesting one to start off Ooh. this is a good one actually this week Ooh, okay. yes. this year 30 years ago 30 years ago today there was an episode shown for the very very first time an episode of doc 2 shown <laughs> for the very very first time in 1991 30th anniversary anybody want to have a hazard a guess as to what this episode was that was shown 30 years ago, today. The Demons. No, a brand new episode that had never been oh. screened on television oh, before. Oh, not DIT. No, and An Unearthly Child. The pilot episode. Oh, the pilot. Right. pilot episode oh, of An Unearthly Child. Was shown for the first time on BBC Two uh, this year. Thirty years ago, nineteen ninety-one. Twenty-eight years. Twenty-eight yeah. years after it was actually made in nineteen sixty-three, never screened before, and it got a screening on the on this day in uh, in nineteen ninety-one. It was, was in
4: ninety-one.
0: Yeah. Can't believe this is thirty years ago. It was part of a theme day, wasn't it, Simon? Because they were closing the yes. Lime Grove studios, weren't they? That's mm. that's, that's right. Doctor who was originally filmed?
1: That's right. Remember, and, yes. and uh, you know, heaven only knows what the public must have made of this weird random episode that's that's quite poorly made <laughs> being shown. I I, I I don't I honestly don't know what the public would have thought of this. Well,
2: well they, they did, did make a big the, fuss of it being the pilot, didn't they? Because I remember being late for the pub because I watched it.
0: Yeah. Uh, and they did show the edit of it's where the TARDIS doors closed properly as well. Let's... <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, I do like
3: that, ours. though. I do like that it, episode. It, 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 I do like the pilot. Oh, oh, the I think it's good, yeah. Wow, well, this, version,
0: this version of it is uh there's differences in dialogue and the costumes are different yeah. aren't they mm. and there's a yeah. couple of scenes that, that are just arranged directed ever so slightly different it's like a parallel universe version of doctor yeah, it's not, I, is, I watched this at the time and i wasn't i wasn't 100 certain what i was watching i think i'd read about it in doctor <laughs> i'd read about it in doctor who magazine but i I think up until that point, I'd only got a few reference books of Doctor Who, and it's not really been spoken about that much.
1: I, I mean, I think in many ways, the, the public wouldn't have really understood at all what a pilot episode is. What does that oh, mean? What um, is a pilot? Yeah. You know? So I think they would have been completely mystified. I think they would have been equally mystified uh, by the other the, the other new episode that was that was uh, broadcast this week. Twenty eight years ago, in nineteen ninety three, um, we celebrate twenty eight years tomorrow on this particular one. Another brand new episode. Wow. Any guesses on this one? Not a clue. The Paradise of Death, Part One was broadcast on BBC Radio 5, uh, Radio 2, oh, sorry. Okay. Um, yeah, the Par- no, I think actually it was Radio 5. I think it was first screened on Radio 5, broadcast rather on Radio 5. Um, written by Barry Letts, and as we can see there, it stars John Perkwee, beautiful Elizabeth Sladen, and a brilliant, brilliant Nick Courtney. This is a weird one, really. The Paradise of Death. It's a very weird plot involving murders in a theme park, a parasitic plant, an <laughs> alien race trying to destroy all life on Earth under the guise of an interplanetary trade deal with the British government. It sounds a bit like Brexit, really, doesn't it? Um, so it, it, it was a really weird one. I never got the Paradise of Death. Has anybody mm-hmm. else listened to it? It doesn't. It I, doesn't l- my
0: I listen to it. I listen to it now and again. I think it's a very idiosyncratic piece. Obviously, you know they've. They use the Davison theme tune, even though it's a poetry story. There's yes. lots of you know, It feels very modern. It doesn't really feel part of the 70s, but it's just great to hear those actors back in those yes. roles again. I think. It's John,
1: isn't it? I, it's yeah. John. I agree. It's day, brilliant. It's, John, it's
0: Nick. It's Liz. And there's a couple of other good characters in it. Mm. I'm quite a fan of not so much the second one that they did a couple of years later, but I, I thought this was loads of fun. Have you heard this, Charlotte? Paradise of Death? No. No. <laughs>
4: I'm, I'm still getting just, through Classic. So, I think it's um, just come out on touched. vinyl. I haven't touched any of the That's radio plays yet. So. it's worth
1: a listen. It's it is worth a listen. List. Oh, okay. It's, not, it's you know it's not one of the greatest John Pertwee stories you'll ever hear. But it's yeah, but definitely it's John. Worth a it's John. It's John. It's John, and it's written by Barry Letts. You know yeah. what's so not can strong?
4: I, can I? So was this like a stop, like a TV John. story that they never? No, well, it's radio. radio. Oh, okay.
2: It was made. It was made. It, it was made deliberately to celebrate the anniversary for the radio, and then this, these cassette um, versions came out shortly afterwards. Yeah. And then the obviously it's now on CD. You can also get it on download. I tried to listen to it; it was bloody awful. But then I was twenty three, <laughs> and obviously the pubs and clubs were more important in my life. <laughs> I have tried to listen to it since. I still think it's bloody uh-huh. awful, and so is the sequel. I think they're terrible. Yeah, you know, because, the, the, yeah. the only.
0: Yeah, the, sequel the, the, the is actual very, book the, sequel the books are good. Very, the sequel is very, very clunky. I think that's yeah. the difference. Whereas this feels kind of like it feels kind of like the ultimate adventure and and those kind of things where they they're very think, uniquely for the medium in which they're being. Well,
1: brilliant. too much so. Also, too much so. so. And also, I think they're very much—it's—it's it's very much a case of it's sort of celebrating Doctor Who. Well, it's not trying to just do the regular Doctor Who story. It is reveling in the fact that it's Doctor Who. It's celebrating. Do- it's Doctor Who ness. Um, and so, it, it, if anything, maybe it's a little too a little too Doctor Who. If there if there's such a such a thing, it's a bit yeah. too. You know what I mean? It's too concentrated Doctor Who ish. I think you know, I know what you mean.
2: If, if Barry had just written a cracking um, Six-part Doctor Who story, like he did with, like he w- he would have done previously. It would have been That's a lot better. I, I mean, he fleshed them out for the the Missing Adventures books, and they were okay. They were I I preferred the books to the actual audios. They're yeah. big
1: chunky, but They're it still wasn't
2: book. perfect.
1: They're Richard, Richard Brooks, Brooks, to answer yeah. Richard Brooks, I don't actually
2: know, are they, are they available anywhere? Are they on CD? Yes, you can, you, you, they are still available on CD. Try the Who shop with Alex. She might have them in there still. And also, I think you can get them on certain downloads now as well. Um, they may even appear on
0: certain Blu-ray sets. Well, they have just been released a couple of months ago in a big, lavish vinyl set, which is obviously ridiculously expensive, which is a great mm. shame. I think if you dig a little bit they may even be on Daily Motion or YouTube in one form or another. I think if you have a little Probably, look, yeah. it's amazing you'll get you find the out there.
1: You they might are, get an old copy
0: on there. On well, the
2: Pescaton's is available on YouTube, so these must be as well. I've never actually looked because they're over there they, collecting dust. Look at that big spider and a cobweb on it.
0: They did come out on CD <laughs> and the original cassette as well. But yeah, I've I've got a lot of time. I've got a lot of time for uh, for Paradise of Death in particular. You know, I can live without the rest. And it was a <laughs> time where, as you say, even though Doctor Who wasn't on screen, people who were involved in it were doing what <coughs> they could to to keep it in the publics in the public sort of yeah. yeah. So we could see, even if we couldn't see it, we could we could hear it. There yeah, it was absolutely.
2: the nineties. It's what it's what it, it, to get them though was very exciting at the time. Yeah, you know, was everybody fair. was like, oh my god, Pertwee's going to do one with Sladen and oh the Briggs in it as well. So. Um, it's we exciting.
1: In we we're in, and I agree with Blue Planet. What a tragedy that we lost John Purdy before he could have done DVD mm-hmm. commentaries. I mean, well, I don't, oh, I'd have loved
0: to. I mean, Blue, all... Blue Planet mentions it's a shame we couldn't have more John oh, has 48 absolutely. stories. And he died a couple of years before Big Finish emerged. But I think it would have been lovely to hear him just do a few. Would have been great. Just one. Blue, one of the Blue best planets, Blue Planet also chimes in with this is such a bloody fantastic <laughs> channel. I can't believe I haven't watched it before. Neither we can can't I. Them either.
2: Where have you been?
0: <laughs> thank, thank you, for okay. okay. Planet. Good to have you here. What's, yeah, what's good next, Simon?
1: Right, what's next? 10 years ago, uh, guess what we were watching 10 years ago? We were watching Let's Kill Hitler. Which oh. is the episode? This is the one where I began to lose it. Lose it with Moffat. I felt so cheated by this episode. You can't call an episode "Let's Kill Hitler" and then lock Hitler lock, in a cupboard for the, rest of the episode. You just can't do it. It's rude. It's insulting to the audience. Uh, an 8.10 million people watched it, so maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. Um, can you imagine 8.10 million people watching an episode of Doctor Who now? But that's no. what we got ten years ago in 2011. Let's kill Hitler. Any love out there for Let's kill Hitler? Well, we talked a little bit about I Let's bet Vanessa kill Hitler. Hitler. It Hitler.
0: Hitler. We talked about it was alright. Like... We talk...
1: we... It
3: was okay. Sorry, sorry, mate. We
0: talked. A... We talked a little bit. We talked a little bit about let's kill hitler didn't we on the last show when we talked about stories that people found confusing and impenetrable and, and just hard to to wrestle with to find mm. a way in and find a way out. So Charlotte this was your era. Have you got some yeah. stories? Why?
4: Uh, no, because more to do with the river stuff. I, it wasn't even the hitler stuff that mm. I was just like oh that's yep. just Great. silly. Yeah, It was yep, the river stuff. It was mm. he really should have put more seeds about her being like a best friend, not literally just film the scene and go, there you go, she was always there. Yeah, it was like, no, that's not how you do it, Moffat.
0: There was yeah. so much. It was, re- it was just densely packed with with lore and convolution, and I don't knock Stephen Moffat. I really love most of what he did with the show, but I think that all the excesses of it kind of reached a head in that. That's kind of the hub of three or four stories. They all overlap. In that one episode, and and yeah, as you say, Simon, the the novelty of, of that title, which was—I remember when they said that that was going to—that was the title of that first block when it was coming back after a bit of a break—and people were like, oh, yeah, that's a really aggressive, full-on. Yeah. Title. It doesn't sound like a Doctor Who title. It sounds like a Red Dwarf title, and it looks—and it kind of looks like a Red Dwarf episode, yeah." <laughs>
3: But, yeah, it was a clickbait, wasn't
2: it? It was And you know what? It worked because it was in the Radio Times. It got onto the cover of the magazine yeah. and the public watched. Because if you say to the public, the great the great British public, Oh, Doctor Who episode called Let's Kit Hitler, Hitler, they're all gonna go, What? But oh, that's why, what.
1: That's why I think it was such a mistake because I think people would have just felt cheated because after five minutes, I did.
2: And that's and one did. of the brilliant things is we're not going to know because we can't ask the eight million people that watched it back no. then because they would have forgotten it by now. So yeah. I, I, I certainly have. I've forgotten it completely. <laughs> I can all I can remember is it being kicked into a into a cupboard. That's I, I remember, the remember the cupboard. Yeah, it was Rory that pushed him into a cupboard, wasn't it? I
4: can't remember. Yeah. I don't
2: know. No, it, it
4: was it was Rory and he. Yeah, I thought like it was. Joke. Yeah. I always like
2: Rory, but that's another topic.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Moving on. I thought he was very
2: underused, bless
1: him. This is something that I do remember. I remember it very, very well. 46 years ago. 46 years ago. 1975. Any guesses on what we were watching? 46 years ago. 1975. I'll tell you.
3: Generation Game?
1: Nope. Yes. No. no, no. Yeah. Nope. Well, we were. Yes, we were. Yeah. <laughs> but what we're okay. talking about is Disney Time presented by the great oh, of, course. of Baker. Of course. Now, for anybody that doesn't know what Disney Time is, um, we, we obviously, there are a few <laughs> in the chat who are of a vintage I know it. Disney Time. And then there's at least one person in the chat that wouldn't know what, to, what Disney Time it was. was a, it was a must-see. <laughs> it was. What it was, G- what genuinely, it was Charlotte, this, genuinely,
0: Charlotte. This was a lovely thing
1: that the people. Oh, we, yeah. it we loved. Disney we What it was, what it was. Every bank holiday, you would get a different uh, celebrity. The celebrity du jour would introduce clips from things like the Aristocats, mm. uh, Peter Pan, uh, Lady in the Tramp. Of course, they're all banned now. You can't see any of them anymore because they've <laughs> all been they've all been cancelled by the woke brigade. So you won't even know what we're talking about. Um, but oh, get... I
4: know my Disney. They, they, they can try and ban them. I know my Disney <laughs> really? movie. So
1: so here we are 1975 46 years ago Tom Baker the great Tom Baker on the absolute ascendancy of his of his doctor Who career just uh, just after his first season presents disney time from 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 london um, and and what i love I, I remember this distinctly i don't know whether j t Ian, Dan, I don't know whether you remember
0: this. Oh, yeah. I don't remember this at all.
1: So clearly. And what I loved about it was the fact that it was shown one week before Transmission of Terror of the Zygons Episode 1, and in this brilliant bit of intertextuality, they actually link Disney time in to the bridge, the gap between Revenge of the Cybermen and Terror of the Zygons. So it's now canon. It is canon, because at the end of Revenge of the Cybermen, Disney it, it, time is canon. Disney so time J, is canon. At, it, the end of, at the end of Revenge of the Cybermen, the Doctor uh, uh, gets recalled by the Brigadier, and then in Disney time, he gets handed this note. He literally gets handed a note to him from the Brigadier, telling him to get his arse into gear and get back because he's here. To help. So so it is canon, and I have this lovely <laughs> idea, this little note that gets handed to the doctor and you see it handed to the doctor I'm do you remember what the clips
3: they played simon what clips they, they, did they play now?
1: there I, they, they, did, has... they did um yeah I can't, I can't remember what clips they were i did uh, jungle book i can see there right um, i think the aristocats was in it as well isn't it on one, one of the blu-rays and dvds I don't, it's sure on, that, I don't think well, it's, it's on.
0: on the vhs tape of terror of the zygons i think this i right. think this does qualify then jt as a minisode doesn't it it is no
2: no, not at all. But I have to say to Charlotte as well, Disney time. Can you see the time it was on there? It was on at quarter past five. Mm. Now, these yeah. things were so huge. That got 18 million viewers at really? 5.15. It was yeah. they were huge bank holiday specials that, that everybody watched. It was a big family thing as well. But the added one with Tom there as the doctor in it, pushed up the ratings a little bit more. And it's a shame, in a sense, that they actually stopped the Disney Time shows. And the reason they stopped it, because it was deemed product placement.
1: Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. yeah.
2: I mean, it was.
1: I mean, it, was looking back, it was just an hour advertising Disney, basically. Absolutely.
2: And you didn't give it to anyone else, did you? You didn't have 20th oh, Century yeah, Fox look, time.
1: That's right. Look, looking back, it did,
0: it did stand out. And particularly when, as I remember it, ITV actually had the rights to a lot of the Disney films themselves. Yeah, they did. And the BBC, they did, yeah. Which, uh, We've got this picture up on screen now for people who are watching on YouTube or Facebook. This is Tom Baker, actually outside the cinema, about yeah. to go in there and, and uh, yes, have his little mini-adventure there, his little minisode. But this was uh, colorized by Clayton Hickman there that was originally yeah. in black and white. photo. Another beautiful job there, was... there by Clayton Love the costume. Yeah, it it
3: just
2: screams. Even that picture there with the old-fashioned nineteen seventies Mickey Mouse things—yeah, trademark copyright. Um, You know, um, it it screams Doctor Who. That's Doctor Who in those pictures there. Doctor Who, and certainly for for for
1: me as as well. For me as a sort of seven year old or whatever it was at the time, it was just so exciting to see the, the, the Doctor having loved him in that first season and to yeah. see him back. And because and because we knew at that point that Doctor Who was coming back. In fact, I think it, this was the point it was revealed because Tom actually says in this Disney Time episode, he says, I will be back next week in a new series of Doctor Who. I mean, it was just so exciting. And I love to think yeah. that this little note that got handed to him by the Brigadier was from a very terse note from the Brigadier saying, Look, Doctor, I instructed you to come back to Loch Ness to help me not go gallivanting around with Mickey Mouse. I can just see Nick <laughs> Courtney. Did but, it you know,
3: i um, you don't understand. Right. Because in those days, there was no such thing as the Internet. You know, we no. could, to see there was no. I, I know. That I know. You guys yeah, lived so in was...
4: caves. Yeah, you guys lived in caves, did. Right? We, did, yeah. we did. We
3: did. We did.
2: We didn't have central yeah.
3: heating. We didn't yeah. have yeah. light. Yeah. to
4: Carrots.
0: Yes. Carrots. leave, it, <laughs> leave <laughs> it to uh, Sun Raider Customs here watching along with us on YouTube who says uh our right. hazy nostalgia here with it got eighteen million viewers because wow. we only had three channels and of course yes. that, that is relevant right in, and, that it, right it, and it, right it helped true. <laughs> yeah
2: but i think it was also the fact that it was a bank holiday it was tom yeah. going into disney time tom at that point had a huge following i mean yeah, we were all there watching it. it i don't remember i don't uh everybody the day after when we went back to school was talking about disney time that night in my class yeah and the doctor was on disney time did you see yeah. that of course yeah. i saw it bugger off you know it was all that wonderful stuff there but it was such I, a huge show you watched it every bank holiday and then I'm, uh where the doctor creeps crept up when Tom crept up in summer time special. Yes. Mm you know that was and, another one there
1: and Tom and Tom is at, in the Disney time piece he's absolutely on top form he's already absolutely channeling the Dr. Brilliant by the way for anybody that's intrigued by this you can find it on YouTube if you just go onto YouTube and look at Disney time Tom Baker it is on there that the, the, it lasts about 10 minutes they've taken obviously the Disney clips out okay, but that, all of yeah. the presenter links from Tom they're all there to see on YouTube so go and well, I'm watch that later oh, <laughs> beautiful happy uh, days but, <laughs> moving on moving on we've got one birthday today that we make wishing a very happy 51st birthday to Phil Collinson, um, producer of the Russell T Davis uh, years. Um, 84 credits on Doctor Who as producer since uh, he started in 2004 when they started production on the show. Started with Rose, ended with Journey's End in 2008. Uh, also, then went on to work on the likes of Coronation Street, Sea of Souls. Um, I love Sea of Souls. Filmed in Edinburgh, JT.
2: Yeah, and great cast, great scripts. And the last time I really? saw Phil, I was telling him, "Can you get me a role on that? I just want to walk walk-in part of that." <laughs> really, <laughs> you know, it was a fantastic lovely show,
1: and they got rid of it way
2: before its time because he wanted well, to leave to go to Corrie. It,
1: it, it always reminded me of the Omega Factor, which was also filmed in in, in Edinburgh, wasn't it? That's what I want um, to try. Right, yep.
0: Well, that's what I wanted to ask because I didn't see that show, but I, I remember. <gasps> I seem to remember it being great, a sort of being of geek interest.
1: Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, it was definitely geek interest, and it literally was like a latter-day version of the Omega Factor. For anybody that doesn't know, the Omega Factor is a show by the BBC from nineteen seventy-eight with uh, the great, great Louise Jameson in in the mm. pretty much the starring role, I would say. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And Sea of Souls, anyway. So Sea of Souls was kind of like a reinvention of that great show. And of course, mm. we've seen Phil recently on the the season ten box set. You can see him in him most recently on the season ten box set. Talking about his his love of Doctor well, Who in the we, uh, behind this my favourite section of the Blu-rays. The uh, we
0: talk the a lot don't we, Simon? About Russell T Davies. He gets at least one mention per show, and Julie Gardner gets mentioned quite a lot. Quite right, too. I, I don't think that Phil Collinson is one of the hidden figures of Doctor Who, but I think he's the one that gets name checked. I released, think it's probably a shame because that's a long yeah. list of credits, and he did a lot of work on that show.
1: I think to be perfectly honest, I think Phil probably I don't know he he probably argue with me, but I think he probably had something of a thankless task. On Doctor Who in those days, because Russell was very, very much running the show. Julie Gardner was very, very much um, his his right hand woman, uh, and so I think Phil probably got left with all of the boring logistical stuff of doing. He was the producer. Yeah, but what I but the point my the point I'm making is the producer back in the day j for example would have had a very much a creative role and from what I understand Phil Collinson didn't have a creative role in it, he was all about movement orders just yeah. getting cast and crew moved around so yeah. that's why I say we probably had something of a thankless task in comparison with previous producers that actually got their Absolutely. Um, So, <laughs> but, I think- but that's that's but that's the
2: new version of Doctor Who's format when you've got this yeah. showrunner thing the producer becomes less if Absolutely. you like and how many producers in the new format of Doctor Who have we had and can you name them all?
1: Absolutely.
2: No, There's been a
0: lot, and no, I can't. I mean, some of them only produce a couple of, like, one block, yeah. don't they? And then they're gone. Yeah. They're, but yeah. there, are, there are key names that I remember who were either there for a long time or seemed a little more hands-on and more communicative with us, the audience. But I know that there are multiple producers that I have forgotten. <laughs> mm, absolutely. And script, and script editors, too. I keep forgetting that Gary Russell script edited a couple of episodes.
1: Well, let's let's keep that where that is, then. Moving on. Uh, so, yes, moving on. Very fa- finally for, for, for today on the on, on, on this day. Um, now, this is a good one. This is a cracker, this is. We've got 56 years ago, 56 years ago, this week, 1965. Two, two, two events happened in, in 1965, but only one we're going to talk about. First one is that Doctor and the Daleks premiered on the cinemas. But we're moving on from that one. We're moving on because also this week... 56 years ago, 1965, the great, great William Hartnell was on Desert Island Discs on BBC Radio 4. And I just think, you know, this is, this is, for anybody that hasn't listened to this, it's on iPlayer. You can go and listen to 16 minutes of it anyway. There's only 16 minutes of it that exists. It was lost uh,
0: for a while, wasn't it, Simon? They They thought it was destroyed
1: lost for a very, very, very long time. For a long time. This was very much the holy grail uh, for for Doctor Who fans was finding William Hartnell on Desert Island Discs. And as I say, they've found it, but they've only got 16 minutes of it, sadly. Um, But it's still Mm. fantastic because I think, and somebody can correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think it's going to be the only interview that exists with William Hartnell that we've still got that was done in the time that he was playing the Doctor. I'm not aware of any other interview... We only have that
0: other one, don't we, in the theatre in his dressing room, and, and that's that afterwards. Afterwards. after he's after. left the role. Yeah. yeah. So
1: I think this is probably the only. Interview. What's really frustrating, and i will spo—I'll you know, here's a spoiler. I'll spoil this for you now. Go and find it on iPlay if you. Certainly <laughs> think it's worth listening to, but the sad part is it lasts sixty minutes and they just start talking about Doctor Who for the first time just at the point that the clip ends. It's a tragedy. So you get yeah, stuff, really, yeah. you, you get some cracking stuff with William Hartnell. He talks, for example, about his love of horses and the theatre, uh, his, his first jobs in the West End as an understudy and a scenery painter, being typecast as a tough sergeant. So it's really interesting stuff. But sadly, they just start to talk about Doctor Who, mm. and it ends. Yeah, uh, but it's great. There's some cr- so his tracks on there include "Underneath the Arches" with Flanagan and Allen, uh, s- stuff by Charlie Chaplin, Louis Armstrong, and uh, and he mentions that <laughs> his uh, his favorite his luxury. <laughs> Will you, anybody want to guess what William Hartnell's luxury was that he was taking? No, no him? idea. I think no.
0: it was probably. I think it was something given to him by a fan, um, or by his wife. No, something given to him by his wife. No,
1: a, pi- no, a pipe it was nope. it yeah, it, was, it was it was cigarettes oh <laughs> was right, of course yeah.
4: that dan's joining my club now of not working yeah
1: that, that was that was william hartnell's luxury that he was taking to his dad at ireland with him was cigarettes bless him um. and, so, 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 but I always think I I, I think this must be somewhat bittersweet for, for William Hartnell yeah. at this point because he's coming to the end of his run on Doctor Who. Well, he's it's certainly in the last part of the run, and of course, Doctor Who and the Daleks has released that week on the big screen that he has no part in, that mm. he probably would have given his, his right arm to be in. So, you just wonder whether, but it's interesting listening on iPlayer, and this is why I urge you to go and listen, doesn't even sound like William Hartnell when you listen to it, you wouldn't even know that it's William Hart doesn't sound like the doctor at all. And so it makes you realise how much
0: of a vocal inflection. I think we've been told that many times over the years, Simon. It's kind of been hinted that Hartnell kind of played himself. You know, Terence Sticks used to say that Hartnell played the character as a grumpy old man because he was a grumpy old man. But no. as we've found with both of these interviews, he does sound <coughs> largely very, very different. He, he's, he's got a different energy. Which only sort of reinforces how good performance the first his original Doctor mm.
1: was. Absolutely, so his voice sounds completely unrecognizable on 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 Desert Island Discs, and nothing like the Doctor that he plays. Um, so it, as you say, Dan, it just goes to show he was playing a a, a a really good role. He was doing a really good interpretation. Um, so 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 as I say, I just love that one. Desert Island Discs lost for years, as Dan says, he is finally back. It's out there. Go and have a listen you. to the to, to the first person to play the doctor, the original doctor, and the and the one and only, and he would always be the first doctor.
3: It's not that it's little brilliant. black kid then, no.
1: Uh,
0: uh, uh, uh,
1: <laughs> Absolutely not. Got a comment here from
0: Big Bree Strawbridge who says Dan, thanks for keeping this going. Thanks to the wonderful panel. That's you lot and the lovely people in the chat keeping the light of fandom Burning in these dark times. That's very much. When we talked about this show this week, what we wanted to achieve, you know. Although that's very florid, but uh, dark times. I know. (laughs) But you know, when we talked about putting the show together, we chose the name Revelations. I think the idea is that we are generally very optimistic about about where things are going. As nostalgic as we get in these segments, you know, we are still all we want the best for the show going forward, and that's pretty much what Type Forty is all about. Despite the people out there who think we just get together and complain <laughs> every week for a couple of hours. Well, I do. <laughs> <us>? <laughs> <laughs> I do. I get together and and we have fun. But yeah, thanks for bringing all that together for us, Simon. We are coming back to the present now with uh, one last look through the time space. Visualizer, before we head off, so stick with us for that la- for the next 10 minutes. Or... 10 minutes, yeah. I, can hear it then.
2: I was a bit worried about that. Hang on, I got me my dinner.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, it is, it is. So, yeah, who fancies look- looking at some pretty pictures before we head yeah, off? Not pretty not pictures?
3: Pictures? Yeah, yeah, why
0: not? Yeah, oh, so, yeah, the Cybermen, everybody. I love the Cybermen. Do you love the Cybermen? who doesn't? Yeah, the who doesn't? Guy. And, Beryl I Reed. Been, <laughs> and I've, been, <laughs> I've been a little disappointed throughout the new series of Doctor Who. Charlotte, I hate to say this, you know, but I have been disappointed by the Cybermen on yeah. the new series of Doctor Who since 2005, to. The, the designs of them. They look yeah. shit. And often of the way they're <laughs> shot too. Uh, but I, did, I liked it when they brought back the... Uh, The Mondasian Cybermen for that Capaldi story, that was good. And I did kind of like, and I hate to say this, I did kind of like the redesign that they did in Ascension of the Cybermen in the last series. But for me, that was very much spoilt by what they did the following week. What I'm a little keener on is uh, this latest rendition that we've got (coughs) on a future Big Finish set. So this is, uh, this is the third set of Big Finish stories with Christopher Eccleston. They're bringing the Ninth Doctor opposite the Cybermen, and they've taken this opportunity to redesign the characters, something I think that kind of brings together numerous versions in a really appealing way. So we- we've got Do the you? haunted look, and we've got that sort of slimmer look that I liked from the Hartnell and the Troughton eras in particular, and the, the blank expression... So who else is feeling this, this latest redesign that's exclusive to the big finish?
2: It's I'm rubbish.
0: I'm afraid I'm not down. I think you might be on your own on this one. That, just, Absolutely. Because it's been, quite, it's been quite well received out there. There are people making just the custom figures of this already. And it's the oh. sa- I, I haven't made a note of the artist. And I do apologise if you're watching. It's the same CGI artist who designed that stained glass Dalek a few years ago. Do you remember that, Charlotte? Well, for uh, Jubilee?
4: Yeah, I, I, I've seen no. it since. I don't think I'm sorry at the time, but I'm, I'm sorry, guys, for my wireless tonight. I'm gonna to have to go anyway. Okay. Bye, I'm, bye. I'm Sorry for my wireless. It's been absolutely shocking, so that's why I'm, I've not been sneaking off. I've been my text been bad. <laughs> so thank you. These, these bye bye, happen. Charlotte.
0: Thanks, thanks for joining us, Charlotte.
2: Bye, Charlotte. Bye bye. It, I don't think it looks right. The head looks wrong for the body. Yeah, the head
1: does. Look. It looks like a melon. It, it,
2: it, Yeah, and it does, and it's very predictable that Bogfanish were going to put the Ninth Doctor with the Cybermen anyway, so you knew this was coming. But I I'll just get that in. But
1: I'm all, I'm all for the Cybermen coming back, absolutely. Um, but get them
2: right. I mean, I mean, it looks like a mix of Mondas with *Tomb of the Cyberman*, with a bit of an like, invasion feel. I don't know. I don't like. I don't like it.
1: I I do like the lamp on the top. That's about all I like of it. I must yeah, build. it might change. It might change to amber and green any minute. No, I do like the lamp. I'm going for the lamp.
0: I like those little sort of vents that are either side of the headgear. And I do like the fact that the the head is sort of in two separate chunks. And I like the piping as well. This is a lot close. I like the piping. This is a lot close to what. My idea of a revamped Cyberman for the new series yeah. would have would have looked like. I think
1: I like I like the, like the 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 um, the suit certainly. I'm not, I'm not keen on the chest unit, but the suit looks great. That looks kind of uh, that's that's much more how I how I imagined the suit to look. It's the head. I think it's just the um... hello, Cody. Cod, 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 if you're going to go what? for a Cyberman, then you look at
2: either the, the 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 two most popular: the Invasion style Cyberman or the Earth Shock style, style Cyberman. That's mm. it.
3: Yeah, sure. I agree. It's
1: a shot for me every time. Mm. Thanks again that,
0: for joining that, us. That's that mm. Just want to say thanks again for joining us, Queen Charlotte. I know she's yeah. had, struggled with her signal tonight. We've had a, we have had a few technical problems this time, but it has held together I'm touching wood as I'm saying this. We haven't lost the stream yet, which is a it's just yeah, it's a good sign. It's a good sign. Mm. Uh what else have we got? See looking through the comments, see what people are saying. There's no Nick. Says Sadako, no. He didn't. Yeah. Says Richard Brooks, there's no neck. it jumped on me again, and uh, there is a neck. It's just slightly
3: difficult to see the behind the mask.
0: It
1: reminds yeah, yeah. me, you know, you know, that face just reminds me of an advert. It reminds me of a cute little character in an advert. I can't think what the advert is, but there's a cute little character that walks around looking all sad in in some advert from a couple of three years ago. That's what it looks like. It looks oh, no. like almost cute. It doesn't. It look reminds scary. me. It reminds so, me of that
2: silly head that Matt Smith had in his last episode for no reason at all.
1: all. <laughs> yeah.
0: If look, if you didn't like that, then maybe sorry. Just, just maybe you like. I'm this. not sorry. A little more. (laughs) Clayton Hickman's been at it again with the colorizations. everybody. We've all seen this before. We have a cover, a Radio Times cover up on screen here from Doctor Who and the Web Planet. It's the original Mm. broadcast of that season two story. We've seen William Hartnell's there on screen with with, uh, Jacqueline Hill, William Russell and Maureen O'Brien. And the Zabi, the fearsome zombie as They make their way across the surface of the planet. <laughs> We've all fearsome. seen this, it's been repeated uh, several times, things like calendars and you know, posters mm-hmm. and whatever else over the years, and yeah, often in a state of yellowing, whereby, and you know, the very few copies that survive unyellowed. So, Clayton has been in and worked his magic once more and pimped it up for us. To check this out, everybody.
3: Oh. Very nice. <laughs>
0: That's completely, impressive. completely mm-hmm. recreated it in his own style. As you know, as we've seen several times there from Clint- from Clayton, he's taken the thing apart and he's put it all back together again. And uh, okay, this isn't how it would have looked on the newsagent shelf back then, but you know, it's, it's sexy, it's, isn't it? it? It is very sexy. And you know, I hate to say, this, it probably looks slightly better, but I love it uh, when, yeah. he, when he does this.
1: Can you just click back to the black and white one for a second again, Dan, so we can yeah. compare them again? Oh,
2: wow! When when they published black and white anyway?
0: Yeah, they were. So this was how It would have been originally. Singing. Oh yeah, that's how it would have looked. Yes, and, you know, I yeah, do. Yeah. I love them. I love them as they are, and I do kind of like the yellowing too. You know, I think it's yeah. all. I love really
2: them. Quite- yeah.
3: Really That's when Radio boring. Times used to have BBC One and BBC Two, and yeah. not have ITV's uh, list, listings because yeah. they started doing that, didn't they? At yeah. one point, oh, yeah. oh, very
2: late yeah. in the day, it was the nineties, wasn't it? It was the ni- yeah. Yeah. It was definitely by yeah. 96 they were doing that because the restrictions were lifted.
3: Mm. Yeah.
1: Yes, but let's go know, back with, to Clayton.
0: But obviously, with with Clayton with Clayton working <sighs> magic like that, I I know I've said it once to it twice, I'll probably, I'll probably say it over and over again, before he runs out of energy producing these, I would love a calendar with a lot of Clayton's yeah. images like this. I, I would yeah. absolutely buy that. He's straightened that it up as well, guarantee.
3: isn't
0: he? He's, he's, yeah. he's literally straightened it up, isn't
3: yeah. he? Because it was a bit... Yeah, so he straightened it up.
1: From what I can see, the, 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 the Zabi are, that look like photos on Clayton's, whereas on the original one, they look like artwork. They look mm. like... They're, they're, I, I can't I've quite work out what...
0: I always thought that they were, even if they that they were a painted yeah. versions of. I mean, that's the original. You see, He's used photographs there, and I always felt that on the original one, they were paint. They were paintings that were painted from these photographs. Yes, to to I think so this time.
1: Yeah, yeah I think you're cool. right, Dan. I think that's what it's got to be. It looks great. It looks brilliant.
0: But well, either way, really it does look cracking. fantastic, doesn't it? It does. And it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be a Type Forty live live stream without us checking in with the work of the Prydonian. Oh, there and we the we go. Embarrassment of riches this week. I, I, I would do a whole show just showing off his artwork and sort of us <laughs> drooling over it. But I think of all the ones I've seen, excuse me, of all the ones I've seen last week, I, I had to choose this one. Whoa! Oh, right, absolutely. I wasn't expecting that one. No, no I wasn't. That's fantastic. Absolutely beautiful so that's these the best are the, yet. these are the sources that we saw we originally saw them in a comic strip the
1: hoverbouts. the hoverbouts. that's what mm. they were back yeah, in the day yeah the,
2: the main source there is the ship and then the hoverbouts coming out of it yeah they came from the uh, the, yeah. the mm. classic cartoon uh, comic strip yeah 21s yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah. God, I love that. so
0: it's been it's been updated in in his own style but kept faithful as well and it does feel very much very much of the sixties, very very pulpy. Yeah, very yep. reasons yep. why we love those comic strips in the first place, and so evocative, Absolutely. Ian, with all that smoke and the black and white too.
3: Yeah, well, they don't need them now, do they? Those hover things—they can just no, fly. Their own, I love the <laughs> yeah, I, I do. Love- li- I do like yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and I think it.
2: I think there's going to be. I, I think you can keep them in there. I mean, the, yeah. the toys, the character options did the range where they were on the hoverbouts as well, mm. you know, because children like all that sort of stuff. So they'll come up with it. Maybe they're long distance, probing into space without shit. You know, you can get away with stuff like that. They're beautiful. They're great things. Yeah,
3: yeah, it is. It's lots lovely. Of, I, lots yeah. of
0: comments in the chat. We've got Nice from Darren yeah. Bowers. We've got Wow from the talents yeah. of Wayne Chiang. We've got a cool... <laughs> from blue planet and wendology says wow that's fantastic yeah Mm. prideonian i do wish he'd come on the show he says he's too shy to come on but you know gorgeous from problem being definitely a thumbs up it probably do you know what it
2: probably doesn't have the time to come on anymore because he's churning these things out (laughs) two or three a day Uh, you know and it's just wonderful what i mean he's so Uh, dedicated and he's so creative with everything he does
1: And I agree, I can see Crimpling Doubloon has said in the chat, BBC Studios, put this image in a story. Yes, please, put this image in a story. This is what we (laughs) want to see. (laughs) This is the
0: goal. this is what we want to see. Yeah, that's the good stuff, absolutely. Talking about the good stuff, two and a quarter hours of concentrated Doctor Who goodness from us to you this evening at Type 40 Live, the first of our (laughs) Thursday live streams. We do hope you've enjoyed yourselves. And uh, we've had a lot of people watching, so thank you to the people Everybody really, no matter how how long you could stay. Lots of people have stayed to the end sharp, says Lord Thoth. Really captured the imagination. I think he's talking about, about the Pride Onions picture. Not no, he's talking about us. Yeah, we Wish. I've really enjoyed this. It's uh, yeah, we're gonna be here on Thursday nights from now on with you as the nights start to draw in. We'll probably start layering up a little bit more as the weeks go on, and as we get closer to Doctor Who itself coming back to, we've got that whole Whole drawback of Doctor Who actually being on, (laughs) but we're going to continue to be smiling even if Chibnall's Doctor Who does not. Let's have one last check in with people watching in the chat. A big thank you to the panel and the chat. Thank you for being with us, Enigmatic Joker. Thanks, hello, Enigmatic
2: Joker. Goodbye, Enigmatic (laughs) Joker.
3: Great stream,
1: everybody
0: says Darren thank you, Darren. Really thank you everyone chat <laughs> great people here Hi alan Stella hi wax. alan still a wax it's mega neurobyte and shelly ingle says what's the rumors shelly we have got some great news for you you go back. you, missed, you have you've got to go rumors, back but you can shuffle back we're going That's now right.
4: <laughs> so you can watch
0: the stream at your leisure. Give it a give it a good long it's watch. You Don't forget to hit like and drop us a comment too on That's any right. of the things that you've heard on Type Forty Live tonight. We have an impeccable track record for not just bringing you what we hear and what we what comes our way, but our instincts too. As fellow fans, as people who have had experience within the TV industry, the publishing industry, whatever <laughs> it is, we give you our undiluted genuine <laughs> opinions and this is not a knock on anybody out there but you know this is where you will you will genuinely hear what we truly truly think we know that people out there are watching we know we know that you're watching as well <laughs> absolutely and, uh, you can watch again next Tuesday, next thursday sorry at eight o'clock on the, channel, the best channel that you never heard of and we'll be dropping another podcast in a couple of days' time too. Lots of content coming your way, and lots of other programming. Absolutely. So, yeah, this—if you've enjoyed this live stream, there are over thirty others. You can check them out in the playlists. So we've reviewed. Look at all them. these We're lovely shows. Time
2: Forty movie. Live, the home home yeah. of Doctor Who Common Sense, home of Doctor Who Common Sense. <laughs> Look at all that there.
0: <laughs> that's, that's a real gold, isn't it? Here, JT. So we've reviewed stories, we've reviewed, the, reviewed the TV movie. We've we've been brave enough to let you ask us absolutely anything. We were here with the story of the thirteenth Doctor Jody Whittaker quitting, <clears throat> if you believe officially that, officially broke. Her leaving, we were here when that story broke. We've blown a few kisses to past companions like. Amy Pond, played by Karen Gillan. And we've played tri- we've paid tribute even to uh, dear Jackie Lane, who sadly passed away a couple of months ago. We gave her a lovely tribute here on the show too. We'll be back. Heaven knows what we'll be talking about next week. It, hopefully it'll be about Doctor Who that we mostly like. But uh, you'll be have one eye on the news, as always, on social media. And whatever little nuggets the BBC tees, let out of the bag as Series 13 gets closer and whatever merchandise pops up to as we head to Christmas what will be on your Christmas list Christmas Christmas oh, yeah, yeah.
2: already four months With four you. months it's <laughs> not because the merchandise starts coming out
1: this it's month four, <laughs> four months today it's Boxing Day I know, I know. what did you have to say <laughs> that on that <laughs> bombshell everybody yeah <laughs> I
0: can't wait <laughs> Thanks for joining us for this live stream, the first of our Thursday night streams. We'll meet you back here next Thursday at eight o'clock. That's it for now. Keep watching the channel. Like, Bye, subscribe, Facebookers. comment, and Bye. share the video too if you've enjoyed it or even if you haven't. Good night. Speak to you soon. Bye. Bye. Those shows are a blast to make. We'll be putting more of them out too here on the Type 40 feed. But if you want to catch Type 40 live, literally live, join in with the comments on YouTube and Facebook and wherever head over to YouTube, search for The Space Book, and there we are. Subscribe to the channel and turn on the little cloister bell, then you'll get all the notifications on when we'll be live streaming next. We always have the time. If you have the space here at Type 40, thanks for listening. More soon. Take care. Bye-bye.